may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. It does not matter where you stand, nor what it is you feel is grand. Magic is all around. Magic is never gone. And it is more than you will ever know. And trust us. And trust her. For here you will find that the lost of magics have never disappeared. Hello guys and welcome to Friday's night's show. This is the Lost Magics and I am Sherry. I am back. Winnow is my witch name. Really, really good to be back. Sorry that I have not been on for a while guys, but my health has been quite bad and I needed to get myself into a better place. But it's absolutely amazing to be back. I'd like to do a big shout out to the Bolden Bonker Boys, to DNTV, to all of our streaming networks and to our sponsors and to all of our tv people as well thank you for supporting us and obviously to all of our angels that are in the room as well a big love and thank you to all of our fam i hope that you're all well i'll just wait for people to get in i'm just going to share out again quickly so tonight's topic guys is we're going to be talking about a haunted location I'd spoke previously about a month ago to about three weeks ago with Dakota about it saying that I wanted to do some haunted shows where I talk about haunted locations. So that is what we're going to be doing tonight. Sharing this out. who's on the Golden Bonker side of it as well on the Facebook. I don't normally do both, but I'm having to open up both of them now because um, you get quite a lot of people that come on the Facebooks as well as the YouTube. So you may hear an echo for two seconds, but then it will go back to normal. There we go. Please share out, let people know that I'm on, guys. Really good to see you all. I hope that you're all well. So our haunted place that we're talking about tonight, guys, is the Suicide Forest of China. I do apologise if I say the name slightly wrong, but all of the content and the work that I've got here, I will be posting out onto our networks so that you guys can actually read up what I'm, I'm talking about most of it I'm okay with but some of the words I do struggle with a little bit but we're going to be talking about the suicide forest now a lot of people know about the suicide forest in China that it is normally a place where a lot of people 
go to to end their life, sadly. And um, it's said that there's some very strange things that happen in that forest as well that radiates back to a very long time. The forest is said to nearly be a thousand years old. And it most definitely is a place of resting for those that have took their lives. There is still in some areas um, places that you can see where you can see bones of people that have sadly done that deed and took their lives. So I thought that we would talk about this because it's always been a place that's really interested me. It's made me wonder why so many people go there to end their lives, what it is about that place that makes people feel that they want to go to it. And obviously being an investigator of the paranormal and stuff as well, it's most definitely a place that I would find very fascinating to investigate because I do like my forest investigations and stuff like that. I do a lot of them. So... For me, that is like one of the places on my list that's pretty far up that I would love to go and investigate and also just go there and pay respect to those that have lost their lives and things. I think that, you know, real investigators know how to respect and they don't just go there to investigate and to get evidence. They go there also to to try to find the story to try to help to the best that they can. Let me see if there's anyone in the room. There's one person in Facebook. Hello to the Facebook user. I hope that you're okay. We have got lovely Chris in the room from Bold and Bonkers. Lovely to see you all. I'm just going to start the show, guys. You guys can catch up and see the show after like I said I will be putting the content out as well guys so that you can catch up and see what I am talking about so Okigara beyond the legend of the cursed forest Aka is shortened which is known and stands for the Sea of Trees. It is a forest on the northwestern foot of Mount Fuji, locally. It is also known as Jukai, Sea of Trees, because of a high density of trees, but it is also known for its tragic reputation. The forest has been a reputation for... The forest has a reputation for being cursed as it is referred to as the most known site for suicide in Japan. Mysterious and unique. It nevertheless contains several natural sites not to be missed as one visit when one visits the region of the five lakes around the Mount Fuji. Aka Forest is a flora and a, a funai, funa. Located at the foot of Mount Fuji, the Aka Forest covers 35 kilometres, nicknamed Jukai, the Sea of Trees, 
it is just over 1,000 years old. This forest is located on an ancient lava flow of Mount Fuji, which took place in 1864 in and is its soil is very rocky and mostly covered with moss. Many species consist in this forest, including foxes, deer, bats and Japanese squirrels, as well as very wide varieties of birds among the trees. Conifers dominate especially Japanese hellock, a pine endemic to the archipelago. Aka walk in the most famous Japanese forest located on the north shore of Lake Seiko. Seiko. Akagara forest is crossed by several trials. They present they present they present no particular difficulty except that they sink deep into the ocean of the trees that is in Akia. But don't panic. At each intersection, clear maps and signs help you orient yourself. It is Advisable not to stray from the marked paths, the forest being vast and the telephone network is non-existent. These trials are an excellent way to realise the density and the very special character of the forest. Countless trees that wind around the volcanic rock, branches intertwined from foot to foot and from root crawling under the moss, thick foliage leaving barely leaving barely past the rays of the sun. Hard to describe the feeling that the cursed forest causes if you have not seen it with your own eyes. But walking allows you to observe all this and even shiver in front of such a spectacle without taking the risk of getting lost. However, the number of people rushing into it in an attempt to end their own lives is very high, which adds to the morbid legend. It is even believed to be the home to demons. The reputation of Akragaro's suicide forest has been forged over the years notably through several books and films it's all stated in the 1959 where Shayako and Mato thrilled writer published a short story where the two heroes were going to get lost in a forest to end their lives. But the reputation is especially instituted in 1993 when the controversial complete instructions for suicide by Wachiu Tsurumi 
appeared, which design designated Alagara as the perfect place to take his own life. Subsequently, several man Managa or, or films in particular are Memories by Gus Van Sant in 2015 are also interested in the phenomenon. Discovering the caves of the Atragara Forest. If it is possible to cross the Atragara Forest on foot, it can also be taken around you can also be taken around it by retro bus. The tourist circuit from Fuji Kwaguancho Station. This option has the advantage of being able to quickly get to the various points of interest in the forest. In particular, the caves, which are worth a look. Located on the slopes of Mount Fuji, the forest grows on a very rugged volcanic soil and dug right through. In fact, three caves are of particular interest and are equipped for the visits to the south. The back caves, Silico back caves, and a little further to the west, the Rabia Q lava cave and the iced cave Fatusto Cave of the Wind As their names indicate each has its own speciality and different natural phenomena can be observed there. In particular but it's definitely worth a visit because you can admire the blocks of eternal ice kept intact underground like in a large refrigerator. The low and stable temperatures even make it possible to store seeds of various plants in the cave. Be careful to bring something to cover the temperature drops quickly when you go underground even in the middle of summer. Yachu No Mori Park. To the north of the Akragara Forest hides a magnificent corner of nature to be admired in the summer and winter. The Selako Yaku No Mori Park, a natural park and wild bird reserve. It offers a view of Mount Fuji and is the home to dozens of bird species all year round. But it is best known for its winter festival of ice trees. Indeed, as soon as the temperatures drop, the trees are adorned with a layer of ice, which transforms them into natural sculptures. The park celebrates the phenomena, in particular with illuminations. The rest of the year, enjoying the garden festival in the spring, and the mushroom festival in the fall. It goes without saying that with Selico Yachmori Park, the terrible the terrible legend of the Akragara Forest will be far behind you.
finally, we're close to Aklagara Forest in Mount Kyodai and its observation deck, which offers a splendid view of Mount Fuji, as well as the vast expanse of the forest below. It is possible to reach the forest through Kyodai. part two the, so obviously in the, the part one they're explaining about all of the good and the beautiful things that you can do when you go to this forest because even though this forest is very well known for its suicide and for people wanting to take their lives and it's also got other legends of other spirits as it's mentioned in this um this piece that i looked up as well it mentions that they believe that there are things like demons and stuff there as well so there are a lot of energy that is supposed to remain in that forest and is supposed to say um, and they say that when you're there you, you do get a lot of these feelings you, you can feel uneasy um, you feel like you're being watched you get weird movement sounds around you sometimes you can see phenomena of things walking past and things like that I was watching a few little video bits on this place and some of the people that have investigated it and I've noticed that a lot of them said that they could feel a lot of phenomena around them they knew that they weren't alone there in the daytime they said it was very beautiful and from the pictures and stuff that I've seen they they most it most definitely is it's got lots of trees it's got lots of wildlife it's got lots of nature it's most definitely a place that you would enjoy to go to if you like to be out on walks or you like to just relax but as soon as night nightfall starts to creep in that's when that feeling in that forest completely changes and it becomes very uneasy being there and unpleasant and um, people feel very weary when they're in the forest and I can understand there's a lot of lives that were ended there and you know that is their final resting place and that is where a lot of them probably remain and i can understand why they would say that it's meant to be one of the most haunted forests most definitely with the amount of lives and stuff that get took there every day it is said that they they see as many as 100 suicide victims There's about, they say about 100 or just over 100 more of the victims a year that go to that forest to end their lives. It's very baffling on why such a high number and why that place. And that's always made me very intrigued. So obviously, like I said, the first part is just explaining the nice parts of it, though, explaining about all of the nature places that you can go to, the caves, um, seeing it for the beautiful side of it. But for a lot of people that go over to this forest, their main reasons to go to it is because they're wanting to try to find that phenomena. They're trying to understand and wanting answers to why people did what they've done. Um, in some cases, there's been people that have gone there that were rather disrespectful when going there. Um, there is something mentioned in, in part of this story that was done by a website that I found these stories and stuff on about the the forest. 
So part two is the creepy confines of Okagara Japanese suicide, Japan's suicide forest. Aka Forest has always, always haunted the poetic imagination. Long ago, it was said to be the home of Yuri, Japanese ghosts. Now it's the final resting place of as many as 100 suicide victims a year. At the foot of Mount Fuji, the highest mountain peak is in Jap- Japan, sp- sprawls to 30 square kilometres, forest called Alcragara. For many years, the shadowy woodland was known as the Sea of Trees. But in recent decades, it has taken on a new a new name and that is suicide forest is the forest as beautiful as it is eerie for some visitors akragara is a place of um breedled beauty and sanity sensuality hikers looking for challenges can wide wade through the dense thickens of the trees, knotted roots and rocky grounds to access amazing views of Mount Fuji. School children sometimes visit on field trips to explore the region's famous ice caves. It is also, have, however, a little eerie. The trees have grown so closely together that visitors will spend much of their time in the semi-darkness. The gloom is relieved only by the occasional stream of sunlight from gaps in the treetops. What most people what most people who come to Japan's suicide forest say they remember they remember is the silence. Beneath fallen branches and decaying leaves, the forest floor is made of volcanic root rock called lava from mount fuji's massive 864 eruption the stone is hard and porous full of tiny holes that eat the noise in the, the stillness visitors say every breath sounds like a roar it's a quiet solomon place and it has been it is quite a Solomon place and it has seen its share of quiet. Solomon people through reports have been deliberately focused in recent years. It is estimated that as many as one hundred people take their lives in suicide forest every year. The rumours, myths and the legends of Japanese suicide forest. Akagara has always been dodged with dodged with morbid myths. The oldest are unconfirmed stories of an ancient Japanese custom called Abasti Abastioi. Legend has it that in feudal times when food was scarce 
and the situation grew desperate, a family might take a dependent elderly relative, typically a woman, to a remote location and leave her to die. The practice itself may be more fiction than fact. Many scholars dispute the idea that senicide was ever common in Japanese culture, but accounts of absolute has made their way into Japan's folklore and poetry, and from there attached and from there attached themselves to the silent, eerie suicide forest. At first, the yokai of ghost visitors claimed they saw in Altogara were presumed to be the vengeful spirits of the old who had been abandoned to starvation and to the mercy of elements. But that all began to change in 1960 when the forest's long tangled history with suicide began. Today the forest phantoms are said to belong to the sad and miserable, the thousands who came to the forest to take their own lives. Many believe a, believe a book is to blame for the residence in the forest maskbury popularity in 1960. Sientro Mastromoto published his famous novel Kuri Jakai, often translated as the Black Sea of Trees, in which the story lovers commit suicide in Alcagara Forest. Yet, as early as the 1950s, tourists were reporting encountering decomposing bodies in Alcagara, what brought the broken-hearted to the forest in the first place may remain a mystery, but in reputation in the present as Japan's suicide forest is both deserved and undeniably undeniable. The Black Sea of Trees and the Alcagora Body Count Since the early 1970s, a small army of police, volunteers and journalists have annually sourced the area in search of bodies. They almost never leave empty-handed. The body count has significantly increased in the recent years, reaching a peak in 2004, when 180 bodies in verifying states of decay were recovered from the forest, and that only accounts for the bodies searchers managed to find. Many more have disappeared under the trees, winding gabbled roots and other and others have been carried away and consumed by animals. Alcagara seems more suicide. Alcagara sees more suicide than any other location in the world. The only exception in the Golden Gate Bridge that the forest has become the final resting place of so many is no secret. Authorities have placed signs embolising with warning, 
like please con reconsider and think carefully about your children, your family and the entrance at the entrance. Vice travels through Alcagara Japanese suicide forest. Patrols regularly scout the area hoping to generally redirect visitors who look like they might not be planning a return journey. In 2010, 247 people attempted suicide in the forest, 54 completed. In, gen in general, hanging is the most common cause of death, with drug overdoses a close second. Numbers for recent years are unavailable. The Japanese government, fearing that the totals were encouraging others to follow in the footsteps of the deceased, stopped releasing the numbers. The Logan Paul controversy. Now, Logan Paul is a very well-known um, YouTuber. Um, he was said to have gone over to this um, forest and he was doing some filming where he was said to have come across a very devastating scene. But from what was said and what's been said in the stories, he found this quite amusing finding a body. He did later appeal and say that he didn't mean what he'd done and that and he apologised to all of the authorities and to everybody in that country. But, you know, to a lot of people, that, that damage was already done. You know, when you're going to a, a place like this that you know is known for that and you know that you're nine times out of ten probably going to bump into a body, the last thing you want to be doing is putting it onto a film so that everybody can see it and especially a live one, which is what he did. And because of that, he's, he suffered some really bad consequences to do with his um, channel and that. I don't personally follow him, so I don't really know what he's doing now. But I know that there was a lot of uproar towards him for doing that. And understandably, you know, these people took their lives for many different reasons. And that place is where they're resting. And, you know, if you're going to, it's not bad if you're going to walk through the forest and you see the body that can't be helped, but when you start filming it and making jokes and things like that, that, that's just not clever at all. There is nothing funny about suicide. Not all visitors to Japan's suicide forest are planning their own death. Many are simply tourists, but even tourists may not be able to escape the forest reputation. Those who stray from the trail sometimes encounter discreeting reminders of past tragedies, scattered personal belongings, moss-covered shoes, photographs, briefcases, notes and ripped clothing have all been discovered strewn across the forest floor. Sometimes visitors find worse. That's what, that was what happened to LP, the famous YouTuber who visited the forest to film a P knew P knew the forest but P knew the forest's reputation. He meant to showcase the woods in all of its eerie and silent glory, but he didn't bargain on finding a deceased person's body. It's believed that he kept the camera rolling even as he and his companions phoned the police. 
he published the film showing graphic up-close footage of the suicide victim's face and body. The decision would be would 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 have been been controversial under any circumstances, but his on camera and laughter was what shocked the viewers the most. The backlash was fierce and immediate. P took the video down, but not without protest. He both apologised and defended himself, saying he intended to raise awareness for suicide and suicide probation. The man laughing in the Suicide Forest YouTube video certainly doesn't appear to have the intentions, but P means to make mens. He has pointed out the irony of his own fate. Some rage-filling co commenters have told him to end his own life due to how he had been on this visit. To many, he is very disrespectful for his actions and how he treated that victim. Suicide is a lesson to us all and one of the biggest, right, this is my part. Suicide is a lesson to us all and one of the biggest killers of the world. And people should learn to notice those struggling and more should notice, should learn, excuse me, should notice those struggling more and should care for others and respect. Those who have lost their lives, I believe in this very strongly. As a, as a stunning, as stunning as the forest is, it, it does have a very long history of gloom, misery, confused minds and has been the very place to help many end their lives due to many reasons. The forest is a place people like to visit for its stunning sight, but it is also, it also is a place where people end their lives and it's the final resting place of the, those people. I believe anyone visiting the forest should remember this when visiting this remarkable but strange place. It's a home to many things and many pasts. I believe this forest is very haunted and that there are many stories that say the same. With the forest reputation, I believe strongly that this place will hold a lot of energies and activity just because of its gloomy history. That was my part that I added to it. So in the second part, obviously, it, it was explaining about how the suicide forest actually was. And um, there are over 100 victims a year, it's said, that go to suicide forests to end their lives. This has probably gone up a lot more, but as I've said and it was stated in the research that I found, they don't give out the numbers of people passing away anymore there because of um, worry that others may follow in their footsteps. Now, I was looking at some pictures and stuff like that, and um, you can most definitely see the history and the past of what they've done to themselves. Um, you can see photos and briefcase, like it says in the story. People's clothing, people's shoes, bones. When you look at the place itself, you can just by the look of it, you can tell that it's very haunted and it's very gloomy and that there's a lot of history and a lot of 
story behind that place and by what I've read up and what I've seen a lot of people say you can also feel this when you go to this place as well like you can feel a very heavy feeling you can feel a very sad and sickening feeling some people say that when they go there they feel very confused very upset which would be very very understandable because if they are picking up on energies there then a lot of those people that went there to take their lives would have been confused and angry and upset and you would have to be to do things like that to yourself so it's very understandable that living people like ourselves when we're going there may experience these sort of phenomena because this is what they would have endured and when I'm looking at the pictures the place itself is absolutely stunning like I said lots of nature and different animals different plants it's absolutely stunning but there are a lot of history behind this forest the, the, one of them is being where they believe that in the olden days when when people were poor and that and didn't have no money they would they would take the oldest relative and take them to the forest and normally being a woman leave them there because obviously back in them days they wouldn't have been able to afford to to cater and to to care for all of the family so it's said that they they would take the eldest people to the forest and leave them there to to die of salvation because of um, the desperate situations that they're in this they don't know if this is true or not this is meant you know to some people they say that it's a myth and it's just a legend to others they they strongly believe in it it's like any other sort of strange and unknown topic that we go by you can never fully know the facts and if you do get facts it has to result in doing research and studying and understanding and things like that so it takes a lot of work so you know what some might believe might be a legend it could in fact be very real you know and it, I, you know in all countries it's been heard that when people were in situations where they struggled they would give up their loved ones one people that they loved over here a lot of the children would have been given up and given away or left to die when they didn't have the money to look after him you know over there it's said to be elder people and things like that you know there's other stories behind you know the population and how it increases as well the suicide forest is a very interesting place a very interesting place just because of the paranormal activity because of the history um but it's you know it's also interesting because of the scenery and the beauty of it it's one of those places that's it's got good and bad entwined together hasn't it so it really does depend on what sort of experience you have to how you feel about that place i am guessing so you know for some people they might go there and not feel anything can feel comfortable there and enjoy the scenery and that and for others they may not they may find it difficult to be in that place feel over consumed by it and i could imagine me being somebody that's um <clears throat> spiritually open and spiritually in communication with spirit a place like that for me would be very overwhelming because of what i feel and i see and um even though it would be overwhelming and that it is definitely a place that i do want to experience 
because I've heard so many legends about it. I've heard so many stories. I've heard and seen films in investigations about it uh, where they've said that, you know, some investigation teams have said they've had some really good activity and um, proof of evidence to do with the paranormal over there. So for them reasons, I do want to, I would love to visit the forest. But at the same time, I'm very, very weary as well, because it's hard enough seeing deceased people when they pass away as it is. And that's in a spiritual form. But having that possibility of walking into a forest and actually seeing a physical person's body that no is no longer alive is something I think I would um, I would struggle with completely. You know, that's why it kind of baffles me when this, this P guy from um, YouTube found it quite amusing and was laughing and stuff. Like, how could how would you find something like that funny? You know, how has seeing that image not haunted you? Because I know that if that was my case and I was there and I was investigating and I come across something like that, it would mortify me. It would mortify me for the simple fact that it's not a usual thing to do, is it? For the starts. Secondly, it's somebody's life. Thirdly, I'd be like, what What really made them really want to do that? To go to that extent. So in a way, it would make me want to investigate, to try to understand why they've done it and to see if they want help. But... I wouldn't do it in a way where I'm expecting them to talk to me. I'm expecting them to tell me what happened. I'd go in there and do it respectfully, you know. How, when somebody witnesses a situation like that, how they can find that amusing and joke and laugh about it and actually video that poor person at the same time. It just comes beside me. I, I, I just, I think I would probably run in horror just by seeing it. Like, I'm so used to seeing spirit and seeing their form. And, you know, even that, when I first started out, was scary and I didn't like it and it would spook me out. But physically seeing somebody in a situation like that that's no longer here I I think that would that, that would mess my head up for the rest of my life if I'm being honest and it's sad to think that over there in Japan that so many people do this every day that they end their lives in that place. You have to be quite desperate. And in quite a dark and bad place. To want to do stuff like that. I know by. Situations and things that I've been through in the past. And I have been in. The very heads of people like that. And. I'm not saying I've tried to hang myself. But I have tried to do stupid things. And. 
you do really have to be in a really desperate place to be able to do that. And just the thought of them doing it and being on their own. It's very sad to think. And when we watch these countries and these places like Japan and China and that, they look like very rich places, lots of really cool things. A lot of the people seem really happy, uplifted. They, they, they always have things to do. But yet so many of them end their life. So that in itself tells me that those places are not the best places to live at the best of times. Because if they were... Why so many lives end? Why? But my main thing is, why did they go to the forest? Why did they go to that forest? Like, there's a little story behind it that they believe because of the two lovers that um, ended their lives there, that, like, this spiralled on to being a place for people to come and commit suicide but I don't believe that that would be why people would go there because they wanted to be like them um, there's a lot of reputation a lot of things around the forest and you know there's negative energies and stuff there you know are these people that have been affected by negative energies or negative things in their life and obviously that, that you know they've gone and they've ended their life obviously there is everyday life happening struggles problems things like that but are there other things related to it you know because another thing that i've noticed with them sort of countries as well they are very into and very big on the paranormal and the you know the strange and the unknown um in them sort of places it's said that there's meant to be quite a lot of activity in it and a lot of activity of different kinds good activity bad activity evil you know, there's meant to be a lot of different things that happen when it comes to hauntings over in, like, China, Jap Japan, and them sort of places. So, and there's been, really, there's been, you know, there's meant to have been quite a few possessions over there. There's meant, I, I believe that every culture, because they're different, like, they deal with things in a different way and, and things like that. So, I believe that from what I've seen and what I've watched that Japan and China and that have been places that most definitely have um, had a lot of history um, good and bad and I personally think that it could probably be one of the places that could be one of the most haunted but I'm not going to say that for definite because I've not been there and I've not experienced that that's why I would like to experience it just to be able to say for myself you know as I say in all of my videos and stuff you know you can take anybody's word on what a place is supposed to be like but until you experience it yourself you can't really say can you um like I said I'm in two minds with that place I want to do it so badly but the fear of bumping into somebody that's just deceased makes it a little bit me a little bit weary but at the same time I do want to investigate it because I want to understand why this happens I want to see if there's any stories and histories that we can find through doing investigations and things like that so 
I'm definitely not saying I would never investigate because I would. Like I said, it's one thing that's on my list, but I just hope that if I ever do get to have that experience and ever get to do that sort of thing that I never experience or witness somebody that's committed suicide there. I just think in general itself, just walking around that woods and seeing all the belongings of all of those people that have took their lives, as as they've said as well, not every person that has took their life in that forest has been accounted for. Some of them have disappeared. Some of them have been consumed by animal. You know, over the years where their bodies have been kept there, animals have made homes in them and and things, obviously, because they they decayed and it goes to just being their bones. But because it's such a wide area and so big, even the authorities and the people that look after the forest can't get to every every point. So therefore, so many lives have been lost and never been found. So, you know, even that in its own is sad, you know. You take your life because you're desperate and you're upset. But then you're never found either. Like, you're not laid to rest. You're lost. Lost in a place where nobody can find you. Unless you do it in places where people will be able to. But a lot of them don't. And I believe that some of them don't want to be found. I think some of them just want to be left there and... That's where they want it to end. It's very sad when you think about it. And as we always say, you know, um, mental health, suicide, all these sort of things are really, really big in all countries. And it's something that should be took very seriously. And... You know, when you're an investigator and you come across these places, it's very important to respect when you go to these places. But also do what you can to get the evidence that, you know, obviously that's that's true. You do need to get the evidence. You do need to prove that it's haunted. You do need to get all of this footage and stuff like that. But just be respectful with it and just remember that there are very high possibilities in a place like that to coming across something that you don't want to come across and I don't mean a ghost or a demon I mean some poor unfortunate person that no longer wanted to be here does anybody else want to pop up and say anything quickly that was the show. It wasn't going to be a long one. I just wanted to give you some, just like some details, some overlay over about the place and some little bits of history about it and and do that. And that's what I've done. Like I've, I've spoke to you a bit about the suicide. I didn't want to go into like loads and loads and loads of detail because I, I think it's disrespectful to do that. You know, I think what I got and what I researched in was enough. And, um, I'm very big at respect and not crossing the line. So, any questions, anybody? Let me just check the rooms and see who's in the rooms. 
not seen anybody in any of the lives, which is really weird. Not seen anybody. We've got Truth Unknown. Thank you very much. That's in my YouTube part. Thank you so much. Brilliant show. Lovely. And thank you. I'm so very sorry if I sound like I'm a bit tongue twisted. I haven't done this for a while. And as you can tell, like I said, I'm in a lot more of a fighting spirit. And I'm a lot more good. In myself but I'm still not 100% guys so if you're hearing me sniffing and you can hear my voice going in and out every now and again I'm still having medical issues everywhere but I am getting stronger Chris if you want to come up you can come up yeah if you want to share anything about no, no I was just no, I was I was I was very I was enjoying it very very good really good I, I just didn't I didn't want I didn't want to be one of these that dig, dig, dig really deep, yeah, and make people really upset and angry over it's, it because, you know, there's a lot of people I, that are from Japan and China and that that watch YouTube and I don't want to be... Yeah, it's a very, very upsetting place, but it's a very interesting place at the same time because you, you, think, you think of what's happening there because compasses don't work and strange UFO sightings have been seen in that area. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's... Yeah. It's, there are, there, think, there have been a lot of things in that forest that have been um, yeah. re reported, not just the suicide deaths, but there have there have been UFO sightings. Yeah, there have meant to have yeah. been crypto sightings over yes. there as well. Um, yeah. it, if you are into the strange and the unknown of all directions, suicide forest is said to be one of cool. the places to go to for all yeah. sorts of reasons. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you done a great job tonight, Sherry, because I think that was like a great subject to talk about, and I think it's just quiet tonight because it is the summer holidays, and a lot yeah, of people are away on holidays. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. People are yeah. probably away on holiday, yeah. having sunning yeah. it up. Yeah, that's what. Going to the beach, the palm trees bending, you know. Hopefully, they're knowing the haunted forest in Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, make sure that you're watching this just to. Be aware, you know, like, because I'm, like, I'm not kidding you guys. Like, if you go to that place, the, you know, you have got a very, very big chance of seeing a horrible oh, yeah. vision like that. Yeah. 100%, because it's not just one or two people going out. It, it's over 100 people a year, way over 100 people a year. Oh, yeah. But they can't get. They can't give you exact numbers because of mm -hmm. how many it is, and it's out of respect to others. Because I, I think what they believe is if they keep. Well, I think they what they believe is when they kept giving out the numbers of the deaths, it was making more people want to go there because it was yeah. making. Why are they going there to do that? There must be a reason why they go there, and that then more people were following, so they don't intend to give that out anymore. It's strange. It's strange why they all go there. It's, it's it makes you wonder if there's something pulling them towards it. But that's what I, that's what I said. Yeah. Like, like when yeah. you're in, there's got to be something about that place that pulls yeah. the people there. You know, like have people gone there just for general walks and something's attached to them, and that's what's making them yeah. commit suicide. Something's yeah. got them or took them over, and they're not realising that. Because, like I said, you know, 
Japan, China, them sort of places are mentioned to be really haunted yeah. for many different reasons. Yeah. And Japan's, it's not just the haunted forest in Japan, there's places throughout Japan. I mean, everywhere. Japan. I mean, like yeah. the, the cities, yeah. the towns, oh, yeah. everything has got history. You think you think about you think about Hiroshima, Nagasaki, yeah. where the nuclear bombs getting detonated, the people that were vaporized, they say some of those cities are actually one of the most haunted cities in the world. For yeah. what happened there. It's And there is, is there is a lot of history. There is a lot of history yeah. and stuff yeah. and you know, like I I'd said to Dakota about because I weren't sure and um he goes, Yeah, no, that sounds like a really good one and then yeah. He must have been that eager because he put it up last week, thinking that I was going on <laughs> last week. But it's it was a, this it's a week, very so interesting subject. Well. And it, um, you know, like I wanted to try and give as much out to you as I possibly could, but I wanted to do it in a respectful way that's not upsetting anybody. So I'm not no. going to give you how they died properly or things that has been seen or whatever. Mm-hmm. I gave you the basics. It was either drug doses or um, hanging. And you know, like yeah. clothes and stuff are left there, but I'm not going to go into full oh, detail about that because yeah. it's disrespectful. Yeah, and if you honestly, that's what I want to say out to you if you're feeling, and I know you've already done this, but if you're feeling depressed and you're, and you're needing help, please contact someone before you it's do It's very important, anything. don't suffer alone. You don't need to suffer alone. You can, there's so many people here that go through what you're going through every day as well. Just talking sometimes helps, you know. Um, when you hear stories and stuff like this, it does make you think because you do have to be in a pretty desperate place to do something like that. And But I know that some of you probably have been and faced it and felt that there isn't a way out. But there is, guys, and it's it's not ending your life. So just talk to us. As Chris and Dakota have mentioned on their shows several times, you know, we're not just here to entertain you. We're not just here... Um, to bring us all out and to do really well we are here as um, your your friends and as family and, and we're here to support you through good and bad times guys that's what we're here yeah. to do yeah. that's that's right look Sherry one of your fans is in the chat there Mike the Naked Bigfoot oh really yeah he's in the chat hello Mike Mike I, I keep telling you about coming on my show Mike I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll have a word with Mike for you I'll have a word with Mike for you and see if I can get you on. I want you to come on my show. I have been after you for weeks. But do you do you want it on your show or do you want it in this show? Like which would you want to? Yeah. Like on the Lost Magic. I'd like him to come on to Bold and Bonkers. Yeah. And do a show with me for my Lost Magics. Mike, if you're watching this right now, would you be available next Friday to um, come on Sherry's show? I'll message you on Twitter. Please say yes. You'll make me a very happy girl. Yes, he's, he's, he's got an investigation to do with his woods, unless he gets eaten. Mike, <laughs> I remember watching that show where you were talking about um, what happened to you and stuff. You know, I, I would, I know you know your stuff and I know you know what you're doing, but please just be care, be careful because anybody that watches you knows that you're not you're not well. That you you've got issues and you've explained that and we'd be really worried about you. Yeah. Yes. We're not so saying I'll, I'll... Don't, we're not saying don't do it. Just don't do it on your own. And don't yeah. go to an extent where you're going to put yourself in danger. You. I'll message you after Mike to get you on the show with Sherry. 
because I think I think it's something that would it would be awesome to do. You know? Oh, you'd love it, Mike. Everybody that's been on my interviews say that they love my interviews because I am just very down to earth. You ain't got to worry yes. about any complicated questions or anything like that. I like to keep mm-hmm. it, you know, short, sweet, and nice, and just have a laugh exactly. and things like that. Exactly. So, Sherry, have you any other programs? Have you any other uh, videos you've got to be doing Hello, any lives this weekend? Newsome. Hello, hey, Raymond. So, obviously, for the Bold and Bonkers shows, for the next couple of weeks, I am going to be doing stuff on haunted locations. So, today was on Suicide Forest. Next week, well, unless I've got lovely Mike, if Mike comes on next Friday, it'll be Mike next Friday. If not, then it will be my show for the next one, which is another haunted location. I'm going to do a couple of um, shows on here to do with haunted locations. So, my next one was... I think it was Cold Christmas, which is a place that I've investigated myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had some pretty awesome experiences. And I have got some of my own little videos and pictures that I could maybe mm-hmm. um, bring up on the show so yeah. you guys can see the place as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So, and then yeah. Um, the week after that, I think it, what, what was it? It was Suicide Forest, um, Clop Hill, uh, Cold Christmas, sorry. And there was another one that I was going to do that I've investigated. No, we was going to talk about Buckingham Palace, the Queen's place that's haunted. That's very interesting, that place. That that's is... going to be my last one. If Mr Lovely Mike in the chat comes up next Friday, then it'll be an interview with Mike next Friday, and then the two shows that I've just mentioned to you will continue the next two weeks. Okay, we will let you know, keep you updated. I've obviously got my shows on DNTV as well. Right. I have my shows on a Wednesday, which is at 10.30pm in the evening, which is where I do experiments and I do investigations. Okay. Then I've got, which I also stream out onto one of the Bold and Bonco um, pages as well, so that you guys can go over there and check it out. Um, I have a Thursday show, which is Just the Facts, which is a new show, which is just where I just do a bit of a fun time where I get some facts that people may not know, funny mm. or um, serious, whatever, I, I'm going to be doing them. That's going to be running through DNTV, Bold and Bonkers and all that as well, because I do it through all the networks. Then I have my Sunday shows with DNTV, which are interviewing shows as well, which will also be running through the, the Bold and Bonkers facebook page and stuff as well guys so got them shows i am going to be trying to get out at some point this week when i get some time off because i'm so busy running pages and running groups and going into places i'm just all over the place at the minute so but i am hoping that next week i'm going to get out to do an investigation at my favorite church place down the road for an hour i think it'd be really nice to be able to get out that'll be good that'll be really really good they're all my stuff that i'm doing guys so just keep tuned obviously as well um don't forget that the bold and bonker lads chris and dakota have their shows on friday uh, saturdays and sundays at 10 p.m uk time as well guys please tune in this week they have got a animal physic medium that's Mm -hmm. coming on saturday and then they have yep. got a show on Sundays where that you're not going to want to miss either. Maybe Chris yep. can go into a bit more detail. Well, actually, about the, that, yeah. uh, the Sunday show, the Sunday show will have Sherry. She'll be back with us, 
I'll be there, Dakota will be there, uh, the Smith family paranormal, if they're not doing anything, hopefully they'll be there too, and we're going to be talking about some interesting UFO reports from around the world. Yes, uh, it's just jogged my head, yes. So Saturday, with the lads, is the, uh, the, the physic animal medium, and then Sunday, as Chris said, we're doing about um, some UFO cases. Yeah. Tomorrow should be very interesting with the pet psychic medium because it's not just her that's coming on, it's Lisa Fry too. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. it's because it's her friend. So the the two of them together, a medium that picks up in spirits and then we've got a medium that picks up in animal spirits should be very interesting. And I think... Oh, it will be, Raymond. Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting weekend. You've got lots yeah. of shows for this weekend. You've got, the, obviously, the lads on Saturday and Sunday. You've got my show on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. As I said, um, it's uh, 10.30 on Wednesdays. It's... 6.30 on Thursdays and it is 7.30 on, on the Sundays yep. in the evening. And in the Bald and Bonker shows, guys, it's uh, half nine on a Friday, 10 o'clock on a Saturday and 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Yes. So, Sherry, will I play the, the intro and um, I'll talk to you. I would me. like to say thank you to all of you for joining me tonight and I'm really happy to be back with the lads and everyone. I Again, I apologise so much for not being here, but my health has had to come first and these guys mm-hmm. made sure that I I got myself sorted and things. So lots of love and light, guys. Thank you for joining us. And remember, be real, be true, stay spooky, and we will oh, see yeah. you real soon. Bless be. One. Discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. Now, meet your host, 
The color Francis, speckless of the strange, and crystal mule, the UFO fanatic. Now, give it up, and let's see what these aliens can bring you. What are you fingering us for that, Christopher? Wait. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, look at that. He's changed my name. I, see, this this is the thing, right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be listening to this in the podcast. See, when you're stuck with a, an American co-host that doesn't understand you, it's terrible, you know? I, oh, my. <laughs> see, honestly, guys, tonight's going to be awesome. We're, we're joined by Lisa, and we're joined by tonight. Oh, my God, I've mispronounced your name. How do you say your name? I'm sorry. <laughs> what's what's going on with my mic? Can you hear me? <laughs> what? What? Is that? Wait a minute. What is it? What have you been done, Dakota? Have you been in the same? What do I do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> You're so hard to understand, what? and then you have that come in, and it's almost impossible. I'm sorry. What? What is that? <laughs> what? Honestly, what is that? <laughs> this is honestly. What is there something? <laughs> right, Dakota. Is there something oh. wrong with my my mic? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh my god. Right, yeah. What, what, what do you sound strange? Because like, you are all coming cl- clear for me. Okay, now you sound okay, but. Sound normal, but your mic like distorted you completely. It sounded a little bit like Daffy Duck. A Scottish Daffy Duck. I think, I think <laughs> there's problems tonight, ladies and gentlemen. There's problems tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with StreamYard, as people have been. I mean, plus, we, plus, people don't understand a single word that I'm saying. So honestly, I'm just going to let Dakota speak now. When you go, you do the introductions, Dakota. Well, I drink my Pepsi. When you go, well, I'm also going to do the introductions tonight. We have the lovely Lisa Fry joining us with Ali Rose for Pet Psychic. So it's bring your pet to work to bald and bonkers. I've got my mutant head over here that's apparently dead. Mutant? Was it a kind of like mutant teenage mutant? Was that a mutant cat? Was it like five arms or something? No. No, <laughs> no I got a cat that I've taken in that has eight toes on both of its front paws. Oh, it's a polydactyl. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, honestly. Just, can you say polydactyl, Chris? Oh, God. Polydactyl. Oh, you did that great. I don't know. Honestly, I blame him. I, I'm telling you, it's... Why am I always this had a, great, a lot of problems... Because you bring the weird energy. <laughs> it's weird. Oh Tonight has just been so crazy, but Ali's had problems with her, in her end. Yeah. Dakota yeah. keeps freezing, and my mic keeps going in and out. I think StreamYard's having its problems, you know. I'm golden. For once, I'm golden. Yeah, I know. And that's where you look, Jondis. That's just weird, that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What a dad joke, Dakota. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Honestly. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about pet psychics tonight, which which is something that I actually don't know 
It's something that I don't actually know that much about. Can you tell us a wee bit about that, Ali? Sure. Um, so it is <laughs> It is very much um, just any other impulsive, intuitive connection that you would have if you were um, doing a past life reading or any other in-person reading. Um, it's just that it comes across to me as um, an impulse of energy. Right. And then I kind of just have to just what they're saying. Some um, energy comes across as images. Some comes across as a guessing game. Um, yeah. Some of it comes across as very... Um, they even pronounce words. And sometimes yeah. the verbiage isn't as clear as what we would expect a, a human energy to read. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they don't have... A vocabulary like we yes. do and so sometimes mm-hmm. I have to seek a lot of affirmation to make sure that I'm on the right path um, and because if I don't explain it correctly many times the animal just shuts down um, the energy no. becomes frustrated and so if I don't say it exactly how it is or exactly how they mean for me to uh, reiterate it then they mm-hmm. can get frustrated so it's it's a lot of listening and trusting that what you are getting ready to say isn't yeah. misconstrued. Right. That's it. And I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a question that's on my mind. Right. It's, got, okay. it's been on my mind for a long time. This question, and obviously, a lot of religions will go against this. And that, do pets go to the afterlife? Is there an afterlife for pets? Yes. Animals. Right. What's, what, what is that like? It is hard. Um, it is not. I don't. I don't communicate a lot with human afterlife energy. Um, right. But when I have, the difference in animal energy is they. They're kind of lost. Um, it's it's no. a very staticky. Right. Of and it takes a lot of quietness and stillness to be able to understand it because it comes across so so staticky. Um, right. My personal opinion is that an animal is immediately in another transition um, because their energy is so static. It's never really at rest unless that is the end of that life cycle for that soul, if that makes sense. Right. Is the end of that life cycle, then I can communicate very quickly and very quickly. But if that animal um, is ceased and passed and then immediately goes into another transition, it's very staticky. Right. You got them thinking. I can see their their gear, gears are going. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, it's it's like, like you've, always, you've always heard of the rainbow bridge, right? Yeah. That's just something something that I'm I'm obviously a pet owner. Um, I've had a few in my time, right? And I've always been very sad when they go. Do you think 
it's something it's something that's always wondered because I always with everyone that I've had, it's they start acting weird when it comes their time. It's as if they know it's their time, and because my last one, for instance, it was weird because she's she was a caller, she was a border caller. And she was acting so weird. She was like, she wanted to get out all the time. So she just wanted away, as if she. And then I went outside and I found her. She's collapsed, dead. And that happened to quite a few that I've had over the years. And do you, do you, do you to honest? Do you honestly think that all pets? I'm not just saying like dogs and cats. Do you think they all know when it's their time? Yes. Um. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, because I, I get asked a lot. Can you tell me when it's time. No. Yes, but I can't. I can't um, call the time for you. Um, it is completely that energy's opinion, um, for lack of better word. But yes, when I if I do <clears throat> a animal or an elderly animal or something like that, a lot of times they will say, well. I'm not ready until this happens or, um, you know, my mom and dad are getting ready for a move. I, I want to be present for the move. Um, I recently had a girl that asked if her horse could make a long distance trip and because the vets were saying physically, no, you know, this horse will not make it. Um, but that horse was determined to be, she was taking a huge, um, a huge step in her business, and that horse was determined to see her make that step and be and be there when she opened the doors to her new job. Um, so, clinically, the answer was no, but energy-wise and emotionally, that that yes, um, yes, I I'm going to be here. I'm going to do this, and as soon as. <clears throat> She kind of gave a series of events of how she wanted her life to end, and yeah. that's exactly how it did. Um, they they got that's, her to yeah. and um, her owner open her doors of work, and the mayor laid down and passed by herself. So. Oh, that's that, that, that's horses are beautiful animals. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, yeah. most animals, um, they like, um, sometimes they're taken off guard, like oh. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, uh, wait, what? Um, yeah. But for the part, they do know. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm honestly shocked there isn't any troll comments going to ask this, but so in your experience, would you say that communications with the animal energy is anything like Doctor Doolittle? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, yeah. My job is holistic sports alternative medicine for animals. Um, so it is it is a lot of time um, just banter back and forth between some animals. Um, I can be in my house and my little house dog um, will pop a snide comment, and I'm like, you know what? Shut up. That is not even. Not appropriate. Exactly. Um, so yes, yeah, like I'm like, oh my, there is not anyone that is. Um, and my friends know what I do, know that I can communicate. Um, 
I might pop a comment. Its owner may say something, and I may like, and you know, people are like, I'm like, it's very inappropriate. <laughs> it, there is, there is just. A question that I, I was thinking about, and Lisa will kind of know what I'm talking about here. When humans, when humans are obviously born, they forget who they are and why they came here. Am I correct, Lisa? Can you repeat the question? Right. When humans, when humans, when humans are born on Earth, they they forget who they are oh, born, and why born, they came born. here. Okay. Yes, born. But Scottish language, right? <laughs> no, you glitched. Now, pets, like animals, not just pets, not animals. Do they know why they're here? Is it true? Because I've heard, I've heard people telling me that other like psychics have told me that when pets are born and they come to this plane, they know why they're here. They know they're here, here to help you. They know to guide you in your path. Yes. Um... Right. And I have a personal story happening right now. Um, and I'm going to try not to cry. But I lost very dear. At least I wouldn't have talked. And I cried. That was pretty much the end of Um I just have not. And I've been writing since I've, I'm, I've been three. Um, I don't want to be I haven't anything. And... I have a filly in my barn right now, and mm-hmm. she looked at me the other day, and I knew immediately was. And don't Lisa, <laughs> um, I knew immediately who she was, and now I know why she's having some of the issues she is growing and things like that is because I have questioned so many times what happened to this horse before I got her, and. Unfortunately, I'm living what happened. Um, if you want, if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question type of thing. Um, but I get a, and I, I get a chance to do all the things the right way that she could have done the first time. And she was just one of those that after it's gone, you know that you missed it, and you're like, wow, you know, I really should have, really should have tried harder. I really should have done things. And so I'm fortunate enough to be able to have that opportunity. Um, so yes, it's good. When I come back to you, and it comes to you, not all of them, but some of them, mm-hmm. and pay attention. Breaking up real bad for you guys. She's break, yeah. you're breaking up awful bad, Ali. Um, uh, are you, you couldn't uh, maybe leave, come out and then come back and again. Maybe there's something. I think there's uh, something. Unless are you using the Wi-Fi in the house? Is that what you're using? Or move you your phone closer a, to the window. Or move your phone closer to the window. That's a good idea. That's. Are we good now? Better. That's up. That's up. That's up. That's up. Right. That's up. Oh, Yes, I here's a kind of question a kind of question that's for both of you, right? Because it's Lisa it's like right when you die, right? Obviously when a human dies they expect to see their loved ones, their, their pets. 
what, what, what's that for you, Lisa? When you see spirits, do they, do they come back and tell you, oh yeah, I seen my dog that passed away when I was a little boy and stuff? Um, usually, when a um, when I'm doing mediumship, the, I'll actually see the animal. Like I'll see the animal. Really? Like, it'll be there. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, was there a little white dog or a little brown dog or a, a cat, a Siamese cat? Or you can actually see the yeah. animal that's right there. Well, you know, and, you know, it's different for everybody, so I can say see, but. Um, it's and sometimes they come across with personality and stuff like that. But generally for me, I just see the animal unless I'm pointedly working with that animal, which I don't do anymore, mainly because I go, hey, look at this lady over here. Um, she's freaking amazing. So I know she can give a much clearer message to me. So but when coming through with mediumship and I have a human there, They'll come across sometimes with an, a pet to say, hey, here's your dog. I'm here with your pet, I'm, you know, your parakeets, you know, whatever. Uh, I've never had a parakeet yeah. come across. But anyways, so, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a very in, it's a very interesting thing because I've always wondered, I've always wondered when it's my time comes, which I hope I love to have 120. Um, <laughs> when my time comes, I'm hoping that I see... My lost my loved ones because you got dogs and cats that have like members mm. of the family. Oh yeah, you really attach them, and I hope that I get to see my my friends again because they do become you go walks with them, you get you talk to them and that. But then you think to yourself, if they're going to reincarnate, will you see them again? This is what I've always wondered, Ali. Um, yes. So my guys are actually answering the question for you guys. Um, can you hear me? Am I still good? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you, you will be reunited um, with the souls that are, that are, no, not, um, but it's just that. You guys are in a soul circle. So, right. there's that time to be together, and as long as you do your assignment, per se, um, mm-hmm. together. But if that other soul is, you know, traveling on another soul circuit, or soul um, then, you know, there'll be a little bit of transition time. So to say that you're all going to be together all at once may not be the truth, but yes, you will all be on that same soul. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's something that I've always wondered, because I've heard stories, I've heard stories about people that worked in, like, nursing homes and and one old man, this is, I can't, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but this this woman, she was working in a nursing home, and this old man was dying, and he says to her, he says to the nurse one night, he says, there was a, my dog came to see me, which he had when he was, what, maybe 12 or something like that, I mean, you've got to remember, this guy's maybe in his 90s, and, and the nurse was like, okay, 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 and the next night he was gone. It was that, was, so can the pets come and collect you, to take yeah. you? Yes, right. they can. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and they are just, um, and that's their purpose for you at that time is that um, is to be your transition. And yes, yes they they absolutely will. They absolutely will. Right. That's it's, it's it's actually very beautiful. Actually, Dakota, would you like to take it away? Actually, yeah. If you have one question, then. I guess a few bits ago to both of you because this may be a situation I have on my hands, but have you ever come across a situation where different energies 
directed the pet towards you as their way of saying a gift, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I haven't had many come across that way, um, but I have had animals that say, I, I came here for a purpose. Um, I can't think of a specific, a specific time where I'm like, this animal isn't yours, it's actually his, and this needs to um, transpire, but I have, you know, people have that do with this animal. It kind of seeked me out, and I'm like, yes, it's, it's with, on purpose. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think of a situation like that, and I can't think of one, but I know that they've happened. (laughs) Not like, yeah. They've been placed here, you know. Yeah. Not, I can think of one. I was working on a CE5 session shortly after she showed up at the house. She just came out of nowhere. We honestly think she may have been dumped because she's a polydactyl. All of a sudden, a message comes through on the spirit box that may have come from my alien hybrid children that Lisa actually helped identify saying the cat was a gift from us. Oh my goodness. Aww. Lisa, I think Fern. Don't start with me, man. <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> Not tonight, man. Not yeah. tonight. I got makeup on. I know. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Here's an, I, here's I, an interesting one that this is something that I've always thought about that I, you get you, know, you you get haunting at locations, right? And yeah. you find that there's maybe a spirit there that's trapped, and you have to help that spirit cross. Has that ever happened? Have you ever went into a location? Any is this is for both years, and you've maybe seen a cat, or you've seen a dog spirit that's trapped. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. A lot of times when I go to some of the farms. You catch things out of your point of your eyes. Um, I, said, yeah. I I do sports medicine, so I'm I'm traveling to farms all the time, and out of the corner of my eye, I might see something float past my ankles or a shadow back in the corner of the barn, and I I I kind of try to touch a little bit, very delicately, and see like, are you visiting? Why are you here? Do I need to know something? Um, and if I feel that sticky, stuck energy, then I start asking questions. Um, you know, how long have you owned this place? What have you done with it? Have you lost any animals? And I try to open that connection. Um, and, and a lot of times if I open the connection, then I can, I can break the ice on. Well, um, there happens to be a, a lingering energy can we help clear this up? Um, never do I feel them, you know, with ill intention or anything like that. It's just one that was newer energy and didn't know how to transition or wasn't wise thing and it wasn't had something else to say um, or one that thought, oh, I'll stick around for a while and then tired. You know, they can't just they can't just stay. Um, but once that energy goes so low, there really is no transition 
area for them either. So yeah, I, I do encounter them, but I never encounter them on, you know, a, a, a bad level. I don't even know what. Yeah. To, yeah. So, uh, and in Allie will know what I'm talking about here, um, because in, in in addition to Allie and I just being like professional friends, we're like really close friends. Like she lives, she's trained my horses and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, and she's done incredible, incredible things like rush over when I'm crying hysterical, uh, because I've lost a mare or, or something has tra- traumatically happened on the farm. And she's, she's always been there to come pick up the pieces. And, um, so there are instances that I've, I've had on the farm that I've, then a couple of days later we'll be like trying to clean a stall and I'll, and I'll just catch D or something out of the corner when my mirrors out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. And I was at that time going, Oh, you know, I didn't think anything of it because we're so used to her being in the stall. We didn't pay any attention. And then a couple of seconds later you go, Oh, okay. Well that mare, but it's always been very, very traumatic things like colic. And then we had a hip lock full, you know, things that were super, super traumatic, but then they, they just move on for me. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just been, um, it, it can be the trauma, a lot of trauma, things like that. Stuff like no. that. Is, have you ever, have you ever encountered, Lisa, oh, I've lost the quarter there. Um, have you ever encountered, right, get into a haunted location, like a haunted house, and maybe helping a pet cross? What I'm saying is, like, maybe there's a, there's maybe yeah, no, a sure. man there. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, yeah. I think that, in my opinion, I think animals sorted out very well. Yeah. Um, I think they sorted out very well. Do you catch images of animals? Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of residual energy as well. So it's not always going to be something that's trapped. The same, the same with humans, right? You catch a lot of residual energy. So everything you mm-hmm. see in, in a haunted location isn't necessarily trapped. It could be just a replay. But um, I have never really, and I'm, I'm scanning my memory banks right now, is to see, have I ever run across an animal that was, like, you know, needed to be transitioned? I don't think I have. Yeah. Have you, Allie? I mean, the, where they just don't sort it out? Well, you obviously have. Yeah. Well, not that it hasn't sorted out. I've, I've had some that um, maybe didn't take the opportunity to transition when they should have, and then mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, because they don't want to cut that cord, they want to stay with their people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they start vibrating so low that it's there is there is nothing that they can do. They they're no longer healing. They're no longer helping. They're no longer guiding. Um, their vibrations so low they can't even transmit the messages that they're trying to, and so that makes a very frustrated energy. But I've never I've never met one that just. Um, couldn't once they wanted to and she works with a lot more animals than I do guys I mean just like a lot more it's, animals than I do yeah there's actually a question that I've got but I don't know how to ask it really it's like right obviously cats and dogs they can they're they're here for a purpose right so what about animals that are slaughtered in mass what, what's the deal do, do they do they just come back again as like cows and sheep and pigs over and over and over again? What happens there? Because obviously they've got 
a soul. Um, and let me tell you, they, um, I don't, I don't really know what happens after they pass, but they vibrate with such a purpose, such a purpose. Um, and, and, you know, I know a lot of animal communicators are vegan because of just, just the things that we feel, but I am a, a generational farmer, rancher, and they they come across with such purpose. Um, mothers, it, they either come across very maternal or they have no maternal. Um, so to raise them and eat them, um, I mean, as hard as it sounds, they, they're okay with that um, because that yeah. is their purpose. Yeah, I've always wondered that because I stay next to a farm. I'm only like maybe a fence, back garden farm and they've got a lot of horses but they've also got a lot of beef cattle and I've, I've always seen them, they go away every now and again to go to slaughterhouses to get slaughtered obviously and I've always wondered, I've always wondered, do they know, do they, do they know that that is their purpose because because you walk past them, you walk, you know what cows are like they're very nosy and they walk up they're, they're very timid and you clap them and stuff like that well I do anyway but, but I've always wondered do they know that that is their path in life that they have to this has to happen over and over again yes um, so honestly I don't know but um, or read the book but Ferdinand is I think the best way or even babe um yeah, yeah, babe. Right? <laughs> and they are very, very on one plane. Um, You're breaking up again. Could you pull the yeah. phone a wee bit closer? Yeah. How about that? Strange, though. Better. That's better. Um, they, they just they survive on one energy plane. They don't have a lot of independent yeah. thoughts. Talk to them as... Right. Not exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's quite interesting you say that because then if you jump on the fish side of things, fish, fish the and you would wonder how that would come into things too. You know, they'll be the same. Yeah. So, so do like I, this is my question. Do show cattle do the same? <laughs> I mean, are show cattle in that same? Let me be fluffy. This is my thing. This is what I'm doing. This is my purpose to help the growth of this human at the moment because this child is learning or this adult's learning. Is that their same thought pattern? Pattern. Um, the maternal ones will 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 parent. They will mother. They will nurture. It is their job to nurture. Um, and not maternal, and that can go mother or father, it doesn't matter, male, female, um, they are, again, focus-driven. They are just surviving in whatever situation has been placed in front of them. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is that is very interesting, that. that. It really is. Some, one of my friends just messaged me earlier and asked me to ask this question. I can't believe that. The pet fish go somewhere. Fish. Pet fish. Fish. 
catfish. Someone, yeah, I've got a friend to ask me that. I'm he could polydactyl. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not easy. No. Um, and I cannot answer that question. I do not know where they go. I <laughs> I would assume they do the same yeah, thing. Energy, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Cause, yeah. It just floats. It's just very non-purposeful. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's, it's obviously here for a reason. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, Dakota, do you have any questions? See your wee cog sticking away there. Well, I'm just sort of trying to recollect everything because I'm breaking up on my end. So, so can I share something? Can I share yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Okay, can, yeah, I, can, right I, can I tell the story, Allie? Can I tell the story of, like, the beginning of Allie? In this, in this oh, I please. Okay. So, um, you guys, uh, fish are friends, not food. Uh, sorry, I was repeating from the... <laughs> hi, everybody. I just want to say hi. Um, so it, I, I want to talk about really quickly just about how this is something so many people can do. Some people are much more oh. gifted at this than other. Okay. That's why I refer everybody to her because she's like, she freaks me out. Okay. Uh, anyways, no. <laughs> she doesn't freak me out. I'm so proud of her. It's, I could just spit. Uh, but anyhow, um, I... I I was in Mexico and I had a small issue. I broke my ankle um, on a mudslide, and uh, so uh, a drink, a mudslide drink. <laughs> so anyhow, quotes. Uh, I had the following week. I was doing a huge presentation at what's called Equine Affair in Ohio, and it's this huge equine. I mean, tens of thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people, go through. And so I was supposed to do Reiki, teach people how to do Reiki for their animals. And I had a broken leg, so I called him and said, hey, can I have somebody else do this for me in the ring? So Allie's like, I'll do it. Actually, I kind of went, please. And so she came forward, and she did this for me. And she was standing in the middle of the ring, not doing any type of animal communication at all at this point, right? So I'm standing there. I'm on the microphone. I'm just kind of hobbling around telling everybody. And here's Allie. (laughs) The horse started talking to her in the middle of the arena as the first time for her animal communication, and she started talking to the owner. Yes. It was the most amazing thing to watch her light bulb go off, that she was doing animal communication. I have to, it's just one of those moments on your intuitive journey where you go, wow, wow. And she has been that just dead on accurate since then. It's it's uh, she actually and I'll, just as one example, and then you guys can have the, the thing back. Um, she told somebody one time their dog was lost. She told them that the dog was under the tree, and they're like, "We don't see the dog under the tree." And she's like, "No, you need to go back and check under the tree. Go check the under the tree around the tree. The dog is under the tree. The dog was in a hole that it had dug wow. under." The tree. I mean, you can't. You can't make that up. Exactly where she said. I'm done. That's me. My story time is over. I mean, I have, I have always thought, right? Horses. I, I, I do like horses. I think they're beautiful animals. How intelligent would you say a horse was? Would you say intelligent? They were one of the most intelligent forms of animals. Um. Well, don't tell my horse because I call them smooth sometimes. Um, but they are <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> so smart. 
Um, I would say they're perceptive more than yeah. intelligence. Right. Because their intelligence is only as strong as their um, their their flight instinct. Um, their yeah. intelligence only to that level, but they're very perceptive. Um, so they can form opinions very well, and you cannot yeah. convince them otherwise. Uh, no. I've got two. I've got, I've got two that live behind me. And they're the most, I watch them and they're quite interesting because there'll be times that I go a walk, I go out a walk, and I'll, you know, mints, horses have got this tendency for sugary products, the same as humans, right? And there'll be times I'll go out a walk and I'll have like a packet of mints in my pocket, and they'll come over and I'll give them one, right? And there'll be times that I don't have the mints in my pocket and they don't come over, it's as if they know that you don't have. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. I won't have them, and they don't come near me. And then when yeah. I go to walk past them with like sweets, they're like there and they follow you down the fence, looking at you like that with their big happy eyes and their wee floppy ears, and you feel sorry for them. You know. I'm not they trying have... to help myself tonight. Yeah, they know you very well. <laughs> Dakota, would you would would you like to send Dakota, and then we could maybe jump to some of the people in the chat. Maybe get a, a reading for maybe one of the lucky people in the chat. I do have one question. I was just trying to figure out how to articulate it because I'm feeling kind of squirrel brained right now. But join the club. I've been there for years. So. Being that it does seem like nowadays there's a lot more spiritual energies open up, there's a lot of people who seem to be opening up to their intuitive abilities. What would your advice be to someone who believes that they are falling within the animal communication side of the spectrum? Um, well, that's really easy um, because I answer that question for a lot of people on the daily. Um, some will call me maybe after a vet visit or something and say, this is the physical part, but I'm telling you it's deeper. And I, I will scan the animal and concur with them. Yes, you have something deeper. Um, and I always tell them, go with your gut. If your gut is talking, listen. If your gut is talking, listen. Um, and for the people that are like, okay, that's great, Allie. It, I'm listening, but I don't know if it's right or wrong. Start asking for affirmation. Um, it, okay, an example would be um, dog food. Okay, if somebody says, my dog is just having issues, but my vet says it's this, and I'm seeing something else. My gut's saying it's not all that. Let's change dog food. Let's see if we have an allergy. Let's see if we have things. Start doing physical things that you can get affirmation for. Um, and, and set your intention if this is if this is the right food, then my dog will eat. If this is not the right choice, my dog will not eat. Set your intentions to gather your own personal affirmations, and and those will start building, and you will start being able to understand the voice that is talking to you or the input. Um, when you're talking to energy that doesn't know how to communicate, um, they will 
they will speak in impulses. They will speak in affirmation. They will speak in in ways that they can communicate with you. So if we're not sure able to communicate, we need to set up options for success for the animal to answer the question presented to them. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're willing to give someone in the chat a reading, what do they need to do? Do they just need to say something in the chat so you know them or what do we need to do that way? Um, to answer a question in the chat? Yeah. No, to, to if, say one of the people want like a maybe a reading. What 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 should we do there, Lisa? What, what should you bring up? Uh, you don't want to try to say so, uh, Allie, what do you need? If if we pick someone from the chat, or if you pick someone from the chat, can you just pick someone from the chat, or do you need a picture or something like that, or can you just read for somebody? Or do you have an animal come across that someone in the chat might recognize? That'd probably be easier. Yeah. Um, there is... <laughs> Emory just, or Colton just woke up. He's staring at me like I'm crazy. Um, there is a white... And I want to say Siamese, but they're almost—they're almost. I'm um, bringing a cabbie, so maybe like a a real smoky, smoky type markings on this white cat. Um, it's a. Um, sudden death. Girl, go to the next animal, please. Go to the next animal. Just go to the next animal. Is that, is, that, is that yours, Lisa? What is it with you? Stop. Go to the next animal. <laughs> God. I take it you had a cup something out. German Shepherd. Tell me later. Yeah, German Shepherd male, um, one to two years old, was not ready. Anyone Buddy. in the chat? Uh, very sudden death. Um, it had to have been a, a decision made. So it wasn't, it wasn't like hit by a car. Well, it could have been. Um, but the decision for termination was made for this particular animal. You know? Anyone in the chat? No, 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 no. no, no. I, was, I, I, was, I was whispering over here. Just do you think. Yes, anybody in the chat picking them up? Anybody picking up was a German Shepherd? One to two years old, sudden, impa- sudden, sudden passing? Anyone at all? Nothing yet. Yeah, there's lag. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the whole weather and it's doing strange things to the internet. Um, um, but if somebody does want to claim, um, this dog paying six months um, for a replacement. Um, he is sending this animal. This particular animal is sending a replacement uh, six months time and there is absolutely nothing that could have been done to change this outcome.
nothing mm. at all. Well, if anyone watches this or anyone remember, leave a comment below so we know who you are. That would be really um, if you could. There is There's some questions in the chat there. What was that? Heather Jans, I was just going to ask if it was hit by a car. Yes. I'll bring it up. I felt car too. You could feel the impact. Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, wait, maybe it did get hit by the car. Mm -hmm. um, because they, they speak in imagery, so I was like, okay, it, say it was an accident, did not get hit by a car, and then they said, no, it did. <laughs> um, so it's all on how things come across. Again, a deceased animal is very fuzzy. So, um, yes, it did get hit by a car. Heather says hers was many, many years ago. Um, Heather, then in the next six months, you need to keep an open mind. Um, can I jump up here to Renee Lloyd? Yep, sure. yep, sure, yeah. Here, look at me, look at me, I'm like, yeah, I'm in charge of stuff, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, she wants to know if she should put her daughter's older pony down. She feels that she should, but doesn't have the heart. If this is a financial decision, then just know that there is finances coming to continue the care of this pony. Um, I don't know the time frame, but they just keep continuing to say there's a windfall coming. There's a windfall coming. Um, and, and they're showing me a financial windfall. Um, so if you are... If you are asking because of financial reasons, then um, but I also feel like there is like an um, something that this pony particularly doesn't want to miss. Can we confirm any of that? Because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of energy that kind of Rainy off. in the chat. She says, "What's that?" She says, "There, um, bring it up." Oh my God! I was swimming, to, swimming to get right. Seems okay, but there's really again saying cancer. Um, they spell butte different. Yeah, they do. She's a, she's in New Zealand. <sighs> no. 
Renee, maybe change, um, maybe try to change the pain meds. Um, I feel like that might be the financial aspect of things. Um, is the pain meds when I when I read your statement, that is what is kind of standing out is um, the way the way I read pain relief, um, the pain meds. It, it just needs to change a different route on them. Mm. As far as comfort, though, she does have significant pain in her feet. Um, she's saying she still has an appetite. She says that she's 27 very stubborn. Oh, I can feel she's stubborn. Um, she's just not quite willing to give up, though. That's amazing, that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm amazed. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm not really getting much more, Renee. Unfortunately, I'm super sorry. Um, she's <laughs> she is stubborn. She's not willing to give up much. But I will encourage you to change the pain meds. Um, there is relief to be had. Stinging metal. Yes. She could. She could try uh, the singing metal. Yeah. That sounds painful. Rose hips. Rose hips um, would be something to look into as well if you want to go um, more of a holistic route. But yes, you could mix the stinging nettles and the rose hips together. That would be um, a, a very damage for her. Is curiosity? I don't know that much about horses. Or that is twenty-seven quite old for a pony or a horse. Um, it's it's up there. Ponies tend to be stubborn and ornery and hard to kick the bucket. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allie. As, uh, <gasps> as, is there anyone else that wants to ask a question? Anyone at all? Um, How about Tracy Henderson? She lost two dogs five days apart two months ago. Oh. Oh. I didn't know if you catch anything for that alley or not. It was a real rough week for her. Try to find it. I know it's harder without a picture or having them there. I mean, you you connect anyways, but it is harder. So the 
immediate response that I was given was Soul Circle. Um, that they came in together and they left together. Um, but I don't think that they were per se with Tracy when they came in together. Um, so they're, they're not technically on Tracy's soul circle. They're with each other on the soul circle, if that makes sense. Um, touching on her. Yeah. They... I feel like the one, the rug just kind of got ripped out. Like, very unfair that it was coming. Um, not per se unfinished business at all, but just kind of a shock that was, it, it followed suit so quickly. Okay, so she says, no, they came and each died different times. Yeah. Um, they didn't they didn't present that they came in together. Um, and I think that was why the younger one um, was so surprised that he, I think it even might have been a she, um, left so abruptly. Um, it, they just, yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing personal, Tracy. It's nothing, um, they, those two just travel together. Which sucks because I wish I had a better explanation. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but it's it's they're very animals are very loyal. That's the one thing I I feel um, when touching on animals, they're extremely loyal. Whether it's to their human counterpart that's in their soul circle, or if they're with another um, animal on a soul circle, they're very like you you could take Shadow and and, and Drago and and our girls that all. I mean, all at one time, we, we had blue-green algae poisoning our pond, and we lost Great Danes, oh. you know. Mm. And and at the time, I, yeah. I didn't understand it. But now, I mean, just sitting here listening to Allie talk about this, I'm like, oh. Oh. No. Yeah, you know, it's, so, yeah, makes sense. It's, it's a devastating thing when you lose a pet. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was, dev- my, I, my first collie, my second collie, my third collie, my fourth collie, and I'm on my fifth collie now. I mean, the last, the one before this one, I was that, it nearly killed me. I was actually that depressed about it. Then we got a we got a new we got a new one. She was just a wee pup, and she seemed to like I, I don't know if it was just like fate. We found her, and you know, and it made it's made my life so much better. There's someone there. What's, what's that name there? Uh, is it pump? Is it pumpkin? Alan say something about the dogs being in pain. Amber Allen, yeah, Amber. Amber. It says pumpkin, yeah. yes, but it's Amber. Oh, a pumpkin, yeah, right. Um, um, actually, her name is Amber, Lisa. Yeah. Okay, Amber. Um, yes, actually, she is in pain. Um, and it's it's super easy. She needs to see the chiropractor. Um, her head. Um. I will spare you the clinical babble. Um, but her head is not sitting on her spine properly. Um, where where the cranium attaches right there, she has so much pressure. Um, so to say that you're, 
head's crooked on her. It is. Um, she has so much pressure in her nasal and in her nasal areas um, that that's where you're getting the, the discharge. Now, just because you get her adjusted does not mean that um, the tears will stop. If the pressure has built for a long period of time, then some of that damage will not reverse. But I will, again, stress, she, yes, she does have pain. Um, and it is, it's kind of a radiant pain, um, almost like a fibromyalgia, if you will, because of how, how her head is sitting on her neck. Um, it's pulsing pain. Her face pain, um, she's actually sharing it with me, and it's quite intense. Oh um, you can hear me getting nasally. Um, that is her coming across on me. Um, it is, is so much pain in her sinuses that she needs those relieved. Um, any fluent vet in chiropractic um, can help alleviate that. Was she hit by a car? Uh, I do not believe so, but I do get um, an impact of some sort. So maybe she jumped out or um, was tossed, but I do not believe that there was a direct impact from a vehicle. But yes, for the for everything holy, please get those sinuses drained. I feel like I swallowed a balloon now. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. It's something that I've always wondered because obviously dogs and cats, you can't. You can look at them and you can. It's like like a human will take like too thick. You'll go to the dentist, get it pulled out because you can do that. But an animal gets it. You don't know until the signs, and it must be horrendous for the poor thing. Yes. Um, okay. So now that I've grounded and got rid of that. Yeah. Um, but it, it is hard for them. They they can't give us any signs until we're like, oh, <laughs> oh, you're on. Through. Okay, all right, let's address this. Um, but it, it is, uh, and a, a lot yeah. of times they don't have any words. So just like that dog didn't have any words, so she gave me symptoms, and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, you know, so yeah. those ones very easy. To pick up and you're like, oh, yeah, there's pain, there's um, discomfort. Um, she but looks like she oh, teeth uh, That's a son. Yeah. Amber, if she if she has the continual pain that she has, she may some nerve sensitivity that she is not even feeling herself um, chew. Um, I it grinds her teeth a lot. Grinds her teeth to cause pain so that she has feeling. So she's aware of her face. Oh my god. That's... I'm just thinking about that a human. How, I, I mean, I, I suffer from nerve pain in my face. I've got the algae in my face and I know how how painful that is, and that that an animal when you can't get treatment that must be terrible. It it is. That's, and just... that's what that's what is a thing to me about these animals. 
the amount of grace and tolerance that they hold until mm-hmm. they either find somebody and listen um, or until they have that's enough to pick up subtlety because they don't have a voice. You're breaking up again, Ali. Mm-hmm. Better? You're doing great at finding signal when you do that, though. <laughs> I'm sitting on this on this boat, but it keeps like sliding away, so I have to bring it back. Oh. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually got a, a pet. Well, it's actually my brother's pet. I was, I was going to ask you about it. Uh, 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 she's, she's a wee cat, and. She's, I think she's about maybe 15 or 16 now. Oh my her, name's, uh, she, her name's Maggie. She's a wee jet black cat, but she's blind. She's went totally blind. I was wondering if you could maybe pick up anything on her, because I think I think the family knows that she's not got long left. I could show you a picture if I could find it, but I think she's not got long left. Um. So let me tell you that... The things that she can see yeah. are beautiful. Right. Um, so physically, to us, she's blind. Um, but let me tell you that she sees energies and auras like you would not believe. Like some, I can't even describe to you these colors. They are beautiful. They are the most rich colors. Yeah, from the from the brightness down. That's a the see where I she's went blind. Oh my goodness. Oh poor baby. Uh, beautiful. She's but she's she's failing. She's I watched her today and they've made up like a wee pen for her. She can't go out and hunt anymore. She can't she used to go out and catch mice and stuff like that. But she can't do it anymore because it's as if she's she's up all night meowing. And they don't know why. It's as if they think she's got dementia. Her kidneys hurt very badly. Um, Do they? And it's... I, so their kidneys sit on the other side of their spine. Mm-hmm. And I don't... So I'm going to use this term very loosely. Okay, because I do not ever want to diagnose. But I want... It's the only type of visual, visualization I can give you to the imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a cancer um, that has right. around from kidney to spinal cord down to the other kidney. Um, and it's it's so invasive like a cancer. Uh, and I'm not saying it's cancer. But it is aggressive and mm-hmm. it, it is um, debilitating. It, in the kidney area but this cat is phenomenal um and and just the the colors if we could see auras the way she does she's how can I explain this she's she's it's weird how it happened because she started to start meowing all the time it keeps them up at night and she was she was one of the I never I was never a cat person, I was always a dog person. I have to let everybody know that and she was one of the cats that would follow you home 
and she would walk with you to the back door into your house and then she would go home as if she was like trying to protect you. She's very loving, very loving cat. And I just, I, I, she just lost her vision like that. She went, her eyes have went kind of white and I just, I don't know, there's just been something that's in the back of my mind saying there's something wrong with her. Um, and it's it's all in that spinal column. Um, yeah. So she's she's just saying, though you see me blind, I yeah. still see everything. Um, cats, <laughs> cats are weird. Okay. okay. <laughs> cats jive yeah. on a totally different energy level. Um. <laughs> no, I want to tell you something as soon as you're done. Okay. Yeah, weirdo. Um, cats are very intense with their energy. Yeah. They choose to do great things with it, or they can choose to do very awful things with it. And yeah. um, this cat is very empathetic and. This cat takes it upon herself to right all the wrongs. So yeah. you're having a bad day. She's going to come sit on your lap. She's going to yeah. do everything she can to balance. Yeah, she's. It's actually. It. Yeah, my brother's Barbara, daughter loves up at bats. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's daughter loves up at absolute bats. She absolutely loves her. I mean, she comes home for her work. The cat's with the cat. Dad jumped up on her lap and like cuddled in there. I know what she's like. She's a nice cat. She, it's, it's, it's weird because I never liked cats. For some weird reason, I was never a cat person. I was always a dog person. But this cat was always... It was always there. I would go out and walk my dog and she would follow me. <laughs> <laughs> she's fixing the flaws. Fixing the pieces. Yeah. yeah. I... I I don't think she's got long on this plane left, no. and I think they know that. And I just wanted to see, but thank you very much for what you tell us about. If if they want to tell her it's okay to pass, she would go. Yeah. Right, I'll I'll see her tomorrow anyway because I've got a wee bit a wee play area for her, and I was clap I was clapping her today. So she's see she, because of dementia, she she tends to walk out the driveway and. Because there's cars oh. about the foot to make it like an enclosure, <laughs> so so she doesn't get lost, right. and it's I don't like seeing her like that because I can remember how agile I used to walk her, watch her walking across the fence. It's just it's and how they would she would disappear tonight and then come back the next day, and it's it's a shame. But there you go, it's life, isn't it? It's it is. life. Yeah. Lisa, do you have something to uh. say? So just about the time she started reading, about 20 minutes ago, um, I messaged Sam because we have an appointment to go online together, him and I. And, and I said, Fern came across a little bit ago while, um, and, and she's, you know, she, that's what she likes to do, obviously, nowadays. And Sam says, um, Fern, came, Fern came here a little bit ago while I was giving treats to the boys. Her little plaque, her, her ashes are right there in the living room. The boys are our Basset Hound and our Great Dane, where she always ate her kitty crack while they had their treats and he says she was discreet but I took real notice notice of it when I was standing there I think she was wanting some of her kitty crack so at the same time you had her coming across she, she said well fine you don't want to listen to me 
I'll go to dad. I'll go to dad. I'll go to dad. Well, there's, we'll do one more question and then we'll, we'll call it an end of the show. There's somebody ready, is it Lloyd? Can't they see spirits in an, on an energy in a different plane? That's a, quite, that's a good question, that. Can, how do pets, do pets see like, us humans? The spirits? Yeah, they're right. very, they're very, very intuitive. Um, right. Probably better than we are, um, only because they don't possess the emotional blockages that we do. We're like, yeah. oh, that, but for them it is. Yeah. yeah. That's that's <laughs> really. On a kitty, cat, kitty crack. Doesn't everybody else do kitty crack? Kitty crack. Oh my. Yeah, kitty I've crack. Never, I've never heard of that. They don't have that over yeah. here. I mean, what is it's, it's catnip treats. Right? Like, oh, my cat's allergic to catnip. catnip. I, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> they call it, I think they call it treats or something. Catty treats or something. They don't call it catty crack. I can't believe you call it that. Oh, my God. It's, so, uh, the call yeah. up, would you like to? Before uh, the end of the show? No, I was going to have a little see if you can get some up of... Well, she just disappeared on me. Yeah, she's probably oh, getting too hot, so. Do you, Ali, do you feel anything about Dakota's cat? What does the number six mean? Anything? Not registering. Well, that's what I used to call her, because... I was told that uh, we had a new cat show. We out live out in the country, so we get a lot of cats going out. And they used to tell me that, oh, there's one with six toes that showed up. I was like, all right. I went looking for her, found her. That's why you would call her until I got her to approach me so I can actually look at her paws. I found out she had eight on both of her front paws. So That's what she called the cat before you, she would be friendly? Uh, yeah. So... That's why I call her. Then I saw she had the eight toes, so I started calling her Octavia. <laughs> you named her after a card in the UK. That's terrible. Yeah, they have Octavia. There's Garfield. There's a Monopoly Man. There's a black and white tuxedo with a Monopoly mustache that started showing up. So, so the number six does that? You like make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Um, what did you do with her? It's either her bed specifically or her bedding. Well, I took out some layers because it was getting hot out. Do you remember throwing something? Okay, so what she's what she's getting at is she had something in her bed that you took. Do you know what that means? We couldn't bring her in. She doesn't necessarily <laughs> agree with the boy cats. So we're because we're trying to move, we're trying to slowly transition her indoors. Okay. She wasn't using her bed, so I, I got to think. We made a little makeshift bed so that way she showed up in the winter so she 
would not end up in somebody's engine and nobody realized until they start the car. Because apparently that's where she's been stashing dead birds was under the hood of my car. <laughs> I made her kind of a little makeshift shelter. I took out a couple layers thinking that she was getting too hot. But... So I thought it might have been something dead. Because That's what I was thinking, like a toy or something dead. To this thing that you took. Um, well, I just my, have to take my car to mechanic. I can't help it. She's like, <laughs> I, he, I believe he threw those things away. Like, he touched my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was very, um, it was, she was so offended that you would just discard her hard work. Um, because I was asking, like, did you fluff the bed? Did you do something? She's like, no, I put things in it. And he took them. Um, shame on you for removing the dead birds. <laughs> That's terrible decor. You should have kept those was dead birds. Was there a dead in bird in the bed? Uh, no, it was just... No, I was saying, there was, she was... As it was getting hotter, she was hiding under my car, and I right. noticed that after I took it to the mechanic, there was dead bird remains of at least five or six. Oh, yeah. well. So I was like, so is that what caused my leaky you little... Yeah. It's okay. I have a cat that massacres in the hallway in the middle of the night, so I step in it. It's great. <laughs> it's great. My oh, my God. Oh, this, is, this, is, this has been a brilliant night. Honestly, Ali and Lisa, thank you for coming. And honestly, Ali, do you have any channels or any places you would like to plug while we're live in here? Yeah. She's checking what her address is so she can... I know. It's not horrible. Um, checking it here. Hey, Aaron. Um, yeah, I, I'm still looking, but um, you can go to my personal. <laughs> you can go to my personal page on Facebook too. That is the yeah. easy, um, because my animal communication page doesn't always send my notifications timely. There she was. In the void again. I am in the void. I'm in the void. Come I'm back to the light. <laughs> no, you're not That's supposed like to go into the light. You're supposed uh, to stay away yeah, from the light. What do you mean you're not supposed to go? What do you mean to get in the light? Go. That's what everybody says. See, here's me. Here's me. Like, if I'm doing my web, working on the webpage, I can tell you my, huh. my Pinterest, my Instagram, my I YouTube, my Facebook, alone. my LinkedIn. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? Yeah, what do you want to know? Well, it doesn't work that way. Oh, I'm sorry. See. In the void. There is. There's um, not. What's your address? I don't know. Yeah. I thought I just saved it. We, well, I'll tell you what we'll do after. We'll put you up in the, is it possible to yeah. put it up in the, the website, Dakota, so as people can find you. And oh. um, we'll also put it to the below the the video tonight, so it make so people can click on it and find all the stuff. Lisa, do you oh. have a place that you can plug tonight? Oh, 
My Mystical Life Facebook page, YouTube, <gasps> Instagram, TikTok. Oh, please. Were you in TikTok? Please. I'm TikTok. Look, 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 look. I started doing TikTok videos, and I felt like, like I was 90 years old trying to do TikTok videos. Um, so I haven't, but someone is encouraging me to do them. Uh, I have a couple up there that are of the divine oracle table that we have going on, but uh, other oh, than that, it's just. Oh, you want to see the new one? Right. I can't tell you right now. I, I can. That I watched that video you put out of the that table that I'm turns. Like, that was cool. This we is my need... new one. I'm just going to show you because we're here. This is my new one. This is mine. <gasps> that is yeah, so cool. cool. Um, but That's it is okay. a. You can use it for mediumship. You can use it for. Uh, you know, doing paranormal investigation, all sorts of stuff. So it's just, um, I'm excited about it. I have a patent mm-hmm. pending and everything. There's nothing like it. Hey! You know something? I know I had a patent. We need to get you back, Lisa. We need to get you yeah. back. We need to get you Absolutely. back, Lisa, to do a, to do a demonstration. Absolutely. It'd be fun. You know? It'd be fun. So, Dakota, would you like to say anything, Dakota, before we go off into the, the unknown? Uh, I will just say thank you ladies for coming on. This was quite an interesting show, and I'm going to have to have a conversation with one of my cats. God. Yep. I'd be, I'd be pissed enough if you were pinching the memory foam out my bed, to, bed, to be honest with you. I'd really well, I don't know if she's talking about the fact that I had to remove the cars because you know, we're all having car issues at once, apparently. So I noticed that I was yeah, sitting outside with her roughly... Because she physically sits there and watches me come home, so she knows she has the car to lay on. That is funny. That, and we also have a carport where we have a bunch of barn swallows nesting, and she likes to. Apparently, she's been getting quite a few of them. Mm. Good for her. No, no. <laughs> I know we want the barn swallows, the purple martins. That we is. Want them. I have such bad luck in my barn. <sighs> I don't have any. Aw, you want some? Come to my house. <laughs> Can, can you can you like transport them? Like, do they? Do that? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. There's some that have been born without eyes. I've noticed. So I don't know. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> no, okay. it's just the eyes aren't they there. Don't mind. <laughs> don't mind. Never mind. Never mind. Keep them. It's like they don't they don't make it past the they don't make it past you the point where the, the other starts kicking them out of the nest. <laughs> you don't want next to a nuclear power plant by any chance, do you? No, the, no, that's uh, about two and a half hours drive from me. So. Well, it's quite close. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming tonight. Uh, please pop in tomorrow night's show. We're doing a UFO special, so that should be interesting. And thank you guys for coming. We'll talk to you behind the scenes, and you can try and understand my Scottish language. You know, terrible. So, Dakota, without you, take it away, the trailer. Into the yard. What's that? Cat got scared.
message from Bob and Barker's network, we would like to remind everybody that certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. why we bring you the Bald and Bonkers Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're here on Sunday again for the UFO Report, and we are joined tonight by Dakota and Sherry. How are you guys doing tonight? How's things? I'm good. I'm doing all right. We are guys behind the scenes, we were discussing last night's uh, technical problems that we had. That was an interesting show last night, wasn't it? The court. Very. Out of place that we had all these technical issues for head psychics. Yeah, and it, it, it's so weird that, but I will say that that pet psychic last night was unbelievably accurate. She was amazing. Yes. She was she was. She really was. So who's all in the chat there? Bald and Bunkers, because I don't know who that guy could possibly be. Oh, we got uh, Ah, we need Barnham. And then we've got, who's that? DNTV. Woohoo! Hello, DNTV. How are you? That must be in the Facebook side. We've got Bald and Bunkers Network. That's him. Uh, we've got PWI Spiritual Investigators. I thought I'd give you a kind of cool voice there, you know, and make it sense. Anyway, and then we've got who's this? Ali, Alisha. Who's this? Alicia Michelle McFadden. That's a new one. Hello. Hello. I don't know why I did that. There you go. Hello. Welcome. There you go. Welcome to the show. So, guys, tonight we're going to be talking about UFO subjects. Sherry's got a, you've got something there to show us all. Uh, we've got some pictures there that we'd like to show you. Um, we will be, I would like to show you the videos for this, but it's under the copyright thing. So I don't know how that would work, Dakota. Could we show the video for some of them? Yeah, 
I keep telling you, it would technically fall under a fair use. We can, well, we would be just fine. Right, that's what we'll maybe do later on. We'll show you some of the videos then. And there's Raymond G. News. Some. Raymond, you know. So, Dakota, what's happening in the UFO world this weather? What isn't happening? Probably an easier question. Exactly. What isn't happening? I mean, it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, did you guys see that a bit... Skinwalker Ranch. Who's the famous American guy? The the guy that's in that is like a scientist. What's his name? He's just com- can't remember the name. But you yeah, know who I'm talking about? Energy signature. Uh, I, I can't remember his name either, but I know who you're on about. He's been hired by the Pentagon to see if there's extraterrestrial life visiting the Earth. Mm-hmm. Could you not? And. Some of the stuff that's been coming out is very, very disturbing, actually. Obviously, we know for a long time that there is such a thing as aliens, and there is such a thing as UFO, UFOs. Oh, but, yeah. What's your thoughts on it, Dakota, about that energy thing you were talking to say? Something's waking up. Something is waking up, isn't it? That, that, that's the shortest way I could possibly put it. I mean, I've been getting... More reports. I've dealt with more clients who believe that they've had visitations, and because they've been following us for one of following me longer than we all met, they knew a lot of the same. They knew a lot of what to do in order to try to establish contact, and yeah. you know, every single one has been getting positive hits. The UFO reports are off the scale. Right now, I mean, I went through tonight, I was sitting about three hours ago, and I counted about 40 in the last two weeks mm-hmm. in the UK. And that's the UK. I mean, Russia, Europe, China, Japan, and the United States, that's off the scale. As you say, what do you, what do you think is waking up, Dakota? What do you actually think? Do you think this is then? This is then getting ready to show themselves in scale. Well, here's the thing. I find it funny that we have all these resources that people have criticized. The KGB book on alien races. Yep. There's the there's Bob Lazar is another big one. A lot of stuff that mm-hmm. he was talking about is coming out. Yep. We're getting ready for our disclosure. Yes. And it was supposed yeah. to be about this year when it was supposed to start happening. Yes, that's right. What, what's your thoughts on this, Sherry? What, do you think disclosure's coming? I do believe that they're coming. I believe that they're um, preparing us for their their reveal. Um, definitely, as you're saying, definitely a lot of sightings are going up. Um, as Dakota said as well, there are a lot more people that are stepping forward saying that they're having experiences as well, which is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. But all I can say is it's off the rails at the minute. It's really hard to keep up with everything because there's so much going on all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Oh, and even I just... spiritually, like being connected yeah. with them myself. So I've, I've been noticing changes in, in in myself as well, like like the higher energy and... 
Do you, here's an honest opinion that people in the chat's probably thinking about. Do you think, right, say we get disclosure, we get soft disclosure, now to say we, we get disclosure, do you think it will help the earth today? Do you think it will help the earth because of all the problems that we've got? What's your thoughts I don't know. I think it could go either way, to be honest. Yeah. It'll either help in some sort of way or it's going to turn into another one of these things that the human beings seem to like to do, which is cause another sort of war sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If there's something that I've noticed about human beings, they find it very difficult to adjust to other other energy, and yeah. especially ones like that. So I think that, that I think it's mixed. I think some will be accepting and take on what they do, and others will be very very funny. So guys, listen, Sherry's got a, a UFO report there, but first I want to show you some photographs. Now, after we will show you the videos on this website of these uh, craft, supposedly craft. Now, Dakota, did you find the location of the desert one? I have a rough idea, not 100% sure. Right. Here, ladies and gentlemen, this is some desert. The name on the UFO website is the Desert Lights UFO. And this was the July the 13th, 2022. So it wasn't long ago. So I find this one fascinating. What do you think of that? That is really cool. There'll be a lot of people that try to debunk it and, and things like that. It's quite, it's difficult to say really, isn't it? But it is really interesting. What I'm thinking, right, this is what, right, it's a misty night or a misty morning, I don't know what time it was took, but there is mist, right? Now, I'm thinking the lights from above are reflecting off the the mist at the bottom, but you can actually yeah. see it as like a, it's in the shape of like a plate, it is, it is round. Like a, like a circle sort of shape. The way that the, yeah. the lights go around it. It's what's your thoughts on this, Dakota? The mist certainly does have enough to it to allow for reflection. Having actually seen the video, we're looking yeah. possibly Eastern Russia, based on yeah. the dialect of the people speaking in the original video, local mm -hmm. towards Belarus, that area. This would fit that climate, so it's yeah. something definitely there. That much we can say. Exactly what? No. Whatever it is, and I can say this, and I've looked at the video, and I've froze the video, and I've enlarged the video, it's big. It's very big. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be at, what, two football fields? Three football fields in size? It's definitely big, whatever it is. Yeah. Where have been waiting for 30 years and still no disclosure law? There is not going to tell you who says they will have to choose. Choice. I think disclosure is coming. I think it's going to have to come because the technology, the technology that the humans have got right now is ridiculous. The space technology that we've got right now. Did you, did you? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Did you see that paint that came out for the TBR three? It's been officially released. 
There's a patent, a US patent out for the TB, the, the Flying Triangle spaceship, the TBR-3 UFO. Yeah, I, yeah, and it's, and it's nuclear, it's nuclear powered. It's nuclear, it's a nuclear mercury based engine. Before you start throwing skepticism at our way because you don't really know how to have an intelligent discussion on certain topics, when it comes to the patent process, you have to have a working model. Yeah. Which is... Look, the government, the US government are the most sophisticated government in the world. They are the ones that spend, they spend trillions and trillions on weapons. They have got ships that can go to Mars in under five, ten minutes. They can do this, all this stuff. But it's all black budget stuff, stashed away. So what's uh, some of the questions there? Who says them? I'm just reading the chat, guys. So we we do you want to show that? that Congress here in the United States is starting to have meetings talking about UFOs. Well, they're starting to openly admit that they're talking about it. Yeah. And another thing a lot of people don't really register is that before it was starting to become a lot more public, yeah. the type of people we're trying to yell at for UFO disclosure are technically just as clueless as us. Maybe they've heard rumors, but they would not have a security clearance. This thing is starting to boil over so much that they cannot contain it. So what, like Sherry said, what are they going to end up doing? The plan is, and this has been known about since the Nazis, start what looks like a fake alien invasion. Yes. Yeah. I do believe the government have got something under their under their belt. Yeah. They're they're gonna they're gonna say, oh my goodness, we're at war with each other, we're at war with Russia, we're at war with Ukraine. The world's falling apart. There's fighting here, fighting there. An alien race comes to the planet. Everybody unites. Mm-hmm. Every country unites to fight one common enemy, an invader. Right. Afterwards, they can have their one world government. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, after a great war, there is going to be a lot of destruction, and a lot oh, yeah, of countries are going to be stability again and stuff isn't there yeah it's it's actually quite frightening what's happening but anyway before we get to you sherry dakota can we show that picture of the ufo that you captured because this is awesome was captured within the last couple of weeks literally just outside my house actually used it for the thumbnail for tonight's episode to know you on the video side but here. Now, here's the interesting bit. We'll go ahead and flash the logo so we can draw people's attention to the part that's really interesting. All of these, those little triangle formations, we can confirm those are stars. This object up in the upper right hand corner, though, that's something that can't be identified. Yeah. No flights were in that area. One theory that's been tossed my way that I didn't find out until later is that this night, around the time this photo was taken, there was actually a pretty bad house fire, not too far from it, and somebody was flying a drone to try to get footage. 
But the type of journey they would have had, I don't know. I mean, I take that, that footage. Dakota shared it with me and I ran it through different filters and I know Dakota did it, ran it through different filters too and there's just something not quite right about the one up in the top, top corner. I mean, it's weird. It looks weird. It doesn't look like a drone. It's it's There's just something about it. It's like, it's, it's like a square shape and it looks like there's something coming out the top and then there's something going off to the side. It's one of the, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. Sherry, what's your thoughts? Definitely unusual. Like some like Dakota said, like the one like Andrew, like the one in the top definitely is unusual. that looks very unusual. Even just by the shape and the, the, the congress of how it is looks unusual. I'd, when I was looking at the other ones in the middle as well, I do like I do feel that there are like other there's other objects. Oh yeah, there. there's other ones. You've got the one in the no, corner over here, and then you've got like you've got one there that looks like like it's almost like a lit purpley colour. That looks quite unusual. When like when I'm looking at the picture, you can actually see weird weird shapes within the sky as well. Like it's not showing the light, but you can see shapes. Yeah. They are unusual, definitely. And as because, like Dakota said, that it checked into everything as well to make sure there was no aeroplanes or anything like that going over at that time. And obviously with the fire and everything going on, yeah, most definitely unusual and uh, something mm-hmm. of the strange, definitely. Yeah, it's, it definitely is something strange. What's that in the chat there, Russ Keller or something? That is you the guy that I've just interviewed today. You have... We've got a video. Big, 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 he's big on UFO stuff. Yeah, we've really got big. a video. We've got a video of that uh, one in the desert. And it shows you a person sitting in their car and they get out of their car. And you can see the surrounding areas. That's just a screenshot. We've got a video of it. I mean, will I bring up the video of it? Um, give, me a, give me two secs here, guys. Let's bring this up. That was, you make a very valid point. With that photo we just brought up, there's yes. not really anything in the vicinity that can give you a rough idea of how big a thing is. So, it's up for debate on that one. Yeah, no, I agree, Ross, definitely. But you can most definitely tell that they're, they're, they're unusual. With the fact that... Um, Dakota looked into everything to make sure there was nothing around at that time. It's, it's definitely unusual. Yeah, it is hard to tell how big they are in that because of the way the picture is, but it's definitely unusual. Let's we'll see if I can find in here. Let me show you this. I'll mute the mic on it because it, the guys speak in Russian, so they're speaking Russian, so you'll not really understand them. It's ah, not letting me load it. That's strange. See that? The quote was letting me load it. It was. It's not letting me share the screen. You're using more bandwidth because we're live. Very strange that. I know, I know. So I'll try it again. Share screen. Uh, 
I'll try a different one. I'll just try a window. It's maybe a door. Because he froze. No, he's there. Tell me if this comes up. Oh, no froze. Yeah, he's coming up. There we, there we go. There we go, this is better. Oh, you're just going to love it. Everything going to work just perfectly until the second you actually need it. Hey, this is, uh, obviously I can't see you guys, so. Yeah, man. To load, guys. I mean, I'm on a hundred meg per second. Things still slow. Again, we're using more bandwidth because we're live. It is doing it. Well, I'll just let that go. The sun, guys, because um. Play it one more time for you guys. Marshy area, see the one. Do you see that? Definitely strange. Very slow tonight. Yeah, it's very slow tonight, mm -hmm. everything. But what did you think of that? I, I, I never noticed that before. You see how there's like pools of water, and it's not really, it's not really desert. It's more kind of reedy. So that is obviously reflecting onto the water below it, whatever it is, or is it a container ship, or is it some kind of ship away out to sea? That's the question. We'll never know. Uh, I'm going to reset. There could be a lot of reasons yeah. to what it is, yeah. but just by the, you know, the shape of it, and that it does look unusual. You don't see a ship that looks like it's the, the lights almost yeah. look like they're going round, like you've got the front of an object yeah. or something. That's 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 what, that's what I'm thinking. So Sherry, would you like to show some of your stuff? Got. I've got like I got. I was told 15 minutes because we didn't know if everybody. So I've got like 15 minutes worth of content. Um, yeah. And it's over. A, That's perfect. A sighting that was meant to have been caught over the White House in the USA. Ooh. And um, right, this is going to be good. It was from 1952. Um, mm. There wasn't very much information on it because it's not really out there. Out there. 
So obviously they've yeah. tried to keep things hid, but it's when the UFOs buzzed the White House. So in 1952, that was the year Americans caught flying saucer fever. So when a rash strange sighting was reported in the skies over Washington, D.C. that summer, the press and the public demanded answers. Were these unexplained radar blips, crafts that in some courses out-trained jets, part of a nuclear-armed Soviet invasion, a very real threat at the highest of the Red Skip? scar or were they evidence of something far more mysterious the washington dc sighting of july all of the sightings seem to be in july okay washington dc sightings of july 1952 also known as the big flap hold hold a special place in the history of un identified flying objects. Major American newspapers were reporting multiple credible sightings by civilian and military radar operators and pilots, so many that a special of in, a special intelligent unit of the USA Air Force was sent to investigate what they found or did find along with the Air Force's official explanation fueled some of the earliest conspiracies and theories about the government's plot to hide evidence of alien life. UFO mania told, takes hold. It all, it all started in 1947 when a search and rescue pilot named Kenneth Arnold reported nine sources like things flying like geese in a diagonal chain link line at speeds exceeding up to 1000 mph near Mount Rainier in Washington state. Within weeks flying saucer sightings had been reported in 40 other states. In the name of National Security Air Force General Nathan Twing launched Project Sign, originally named Project Saucer. In 1948, the first official military intelligence program to collect information on UFO sightings, its investigators dismissed the vast majority as hoaxes or misidentifications of known aircrafts of natural phenomena. But as far as the cases cases unexplained in 1952 the ufo investigation unit was called to project blue book led by captain edward rupelit at the washington uh, at the wright patterson's air force base in dayton ohio Ruppelt and his team would probably have continued to investigate a couple of dozen sightings a month if not for the April 1952 issue of Life magazine. Just above is the knockout cover shot of Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe ran an equally eye-catching headline, There is a case 
for interplanetary sources. Read more inactive map using sites taken seriously by the USA government. The article written with Ru- with Rupert Blue Pits full correspondence explained the Air Force's nationality secrets interest in the UFOs and it made a convincing case through the colourful retelling of 10 unexplained UFO indices that these unidentified objects were extraterrestrial in origin as one rocket scientist working on secret project for the USO told life I am completely convinced that they have an out-of-work-world basis. According to the Washington Post, the number of UFO sightings reported to the Air Force jumped more than sixfold from the 23rd of March to 1952 to 184 in June. By July, the press's conditions were in place for a wildfire of the UFO and mania. Widespread cold water anxiety, mainstream press coverage of unexplained UFO ident- incidences, and a healthy dose of mis- midsummer madness. All that was needed was a spark. There was a mysterious radio blip buzzing over the White House, and nearby. Um, and nearby Andrews Air Force based Raptor operators were getting the same unidentified blips, slow and clustered at first, then racing away at speeds exceeding 7,000 mph. Looking out his tower window, one Andrews controller saw that he he saw what he described as an orange ball of fire trailing a tail a chemical commercial pilot cruising over virginia and washington dc area reported six striking bright lights like flashing stars without tails and that's what i got so what they're saying is in washington dc in 1952 this sighting was supposed to have been seen yeah. over the Washington DC. What had happened is that they were doing some research and evidence into all of the sightings and things that had been being put forward to them. And in through doing this, they come to see that there was some strange blip and some strange object that appeared on their radars. And this was seen in several places. So obviously, them being then they tried to look into what this was but by the time they tried to catch what this object was it had moved at a very rapid speed and uh, went off of the uh, radar but this was heard and affected in Washington DC at the White House and in other areas and at the same time as this incident was going on there was many other sightings over the states that were being recorded around those times as well and as I said and we were speaking behind the scenes before we come on and we'd said that a lot of these UFO incidences and sightings always seem to happen around June, July time. There was a lot of the incidences that happened around that time. So is there a significant reason to why they show around that time? We don't know, but will we ever find out? 
That is interesting you say that because the UFO reports right now are off the scale. What's your thoughts on that, Dakota? Trying to think. I don't I mean, know. I there's a big comet going past right now. There was a planetary alignment no long ago. I mean, why why would you come during this time of the year? What, what, if you were an extraterrestrial traveller for a different galaxy and you were coming here, why would you want to come here at this time of the year? It's not for the ice cream, obviously. It's, it's, it, why would you want to come here at this time of the year? Is there something special about this time of the year to do with the sun? Maybe it's a way of them being able to recall what we're about. Because if you think about it, in the summer, that's when it brings out the most in all of us, really, isn't it? Doing different things, different, you know, objects and experiences and things we do. Maybe they find this time of year more particular because of a lot more is supposed to happen through the summer period. So they're going to be able to understand people's behaviour, people's intentions, things like that. It could be a lot of things. I, I, could see, I see what you're saying there, the coming and watches, because the, we go to the beach and we go on holiday and we do more stuff outside. That's what I'm saying, and like in the winters and stuff like that, we're not really known to want to go out very much, are we? So they're not really going to see very much from us being inside. They're only going to see the basics, apart from when they're visiting and if we're going. Or, but in the summer, it's more of an open invite for us as humans to go out, enjoy it, and be our natural self. So this is, I think, this is a way of them working out yeah. who's who's genuine and who's not. Here's a thought: What happens if it's to more to do with extreme weather? You, I, I mean, I've heard I've heard that a lot of UFOs have been seen in thunderstorms. Thunderstorms Maybe up there, they happen. have experiences up there around that time. That's not good for them, so they visit here to be out of the way. It could be something going on in their plane at that time, so they come here. It could be a lot of reasons. It's, it's a strange one, though. Why would you come in in these times in July? Around about this time, you would be seen more. Maybe in the chat would like to add to this. Why do you think, guys, in the chat, the extraterrestrials would like to visit us more in the summertime rather than the wintertime? Yes, we've got longer days. Right? Yes, it's warmer in some parts. But I was watching a thing last night, and it's about the UFOs using the energy for thunderstorms. That could be another reason. It could be that, that you know, that, that the source of um, energy that comes around in summer might be good for their, um, you know, their crafts and stuff. It, it, it can be a lot of reasons. It's really baffling because you can't fully know everything about them, like only what they show you and that. So things like this do baffle but it is true when you look at a lot of the sightings and the reports a lot of them are around june july time and onwards that that case are. you were that case you were talking about is very interesting because during yeah. that yeah i mean didn't they have the drone technology in that time or did they did the government have drone technology in that time well you know, they're explaining there that they had certain things where they were able to pick up on this and these um, objects being in the sky and that. So they must have had some form of technology, probably not like today, but they would have had technology. And obviously, being the government, 
they're going to be a lot more fur, further forward than what we are as as the race here. You know what I mean? So they yeah. probably have got technology and things that we we weren't aware of and stuff. And um, I found that case really interesting because yeah, it does only g- give you a brief description about what happened with Washington, the White House, but it gives a very clear description that at the time of this big event, there were other events going on around other states at the same time. Right, 1952, that's that's the beginning, really, of the, the, the atomic age. I know 1945, 1947... But back then, they wouldn't have had very much equipment and things like you're saying, Chris, so 19... it is very interesting that they could be so educated and was looking into 19... it. 1952 there, they did develop jet fighters. That's when they yeah. were developing their, their U-2 spy planes, their, their jet fighters. But 1952, there's something special about that day. I mean, they didn't have drones. They didn't have the technology that we have today. No, that's what I'm saying. There, there's none of the technology that we have today that get accused of being some of these sightings. Back then, you know, it was more yeah. prominent that if it was a sighting, it was a sighting because there wasn't oh, yeah, really anything yeah. there to distort it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. sadly, back then, there weren't really very much video and photo evidence. It was reports and whatever evidence was gone was hid. Mm-hmm. So it was never put out. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just found that really interesting. That's why it is, I done it's, it. ve- it's a very good story. Well done, Sherry. That was brilliant. That was really. I'd have done longer because if I knew that like Chad and Linda wasn't going to be here because of their problems, yeah. bless them, I'd have done a little bit longer. But because yeah. I thought all of us were here, I thought well, fifteen minutes of time because that's what you said. So I well, just I cut it down. Yeah. To what? So Dakota, what's your thoughts? The UFO over the White House it was an interesting enough case to actually get Dan Ackland in on UFOs. You have to remember Roswell happened in 1947. There was the Black Forest crash a year mm-hmm. before that in Germany. That would have given enough time for us to reverse engineer any yes. technology we managed to find, as well as knowing how the governments work, be able to negotiate the return of the surviving occupants in exchange for technology and get the conversations going in order to build interplanetary alliances, pacts, whatever you want to call them. That would have been the really start. That Kenneth Arnold you mentioned, he actually happened to run a shop out of just two hours from me when that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as them coming out in July, Sherry does have to make a very valid point. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, it starts getting warmer. That's the best time to be spotting us if they're trying to observe us for any of historical record. As some of the research shows, um, if they're wanting any abductions, that's the best way to know what we're like. If we get into any mm-hmm. situation, it's basically it's recommended anytime you go to travel someplace, the best time to hit a location would be right around times of major festivals. That's how you can tell what the yeah. culture is really about. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, that's, I, what, I, that's what I believe they're doing. I believe that's what they're doing. They don't come in the winters and things like that. Like, yeah, they do visit, but they're not so known to be sighted, sighted as much in the winters and that. And that's because it's cold and it's meant to be groggy and we're not really going to be out being who we're supposed to be, are we? But in the summer, that we do, so yeah. they, they can learn more about our characters and how they can come around us yeah. 
the summer. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, up. yeah. I agree with you on 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, was just think, I was just thinking, you think about all the people that go out camping. Not and just that, people, but you yeah, think yeah. like in the summer, the amount of spiritual people that are walk around in woods yeah. and start connecting to things. I think that it's an ideal time for them because of that, because we go to different places, we visit different places, we're in different forms in the summer, we're in a good mood, we want to do good things. But also we can relate to our spiritualities more in the summer, I feel. like I obviously connect with my spirituality all year round, but in the summer is my best time to actually connect fully, like be out in it. So this would be an, an ideal time for them to be like, yeah. zap! You know, like... Whatever they're doing. It's like cattle mutilations. It's yeah. more the it's, is it more that would you say Dakota was more than the summertime the cattle would be took? Oh yeah, yeah, they'd be found with a blood drained out of them and uh, perfectly cut incisions, which is strange. It's something we should actually get a get we should get someone to come on one night and talk about cattle mutilations. Um, I'm going to hunt tonight see if I can find a guest for that actually because that would be very interesting. Thanks for the guest. What's that? Thanks for the guest. There's a guest in the live. What? I I can't hear you. You keep breaking up for me. What? I said, make sure the guest is actually alive. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I won't be doing any weird voodoo ceremonies to bring him beyond the grave. You know, I'll I'll make sure he's alive, or she's alive. I, I find it very interesting in 1952 that's when the UFO sightings went off the scale but that's when also the TV programs had so much UFO related films you know black and white films yeah. the, the Day the Earth Stood Still the the alien attacking movies in black and white but it's, it's like, yeah, but it's like what we've always said, isn't it? When they do those sort of films and stuff, like even though like they try to make us believe that they're not real and like you know it's in our yeah. mind and stuff like that, why do they then make those sort of films? Where do those visions and those those intentions come from? You know, some of them have had experiences, and I have noticed like recently that some of these producers and people have actually come out saying that they've actually yep. had it and that's why mm-hmm. they've done what they've done but back in that day they wouldn't have said that because they'd have been discriminated because of it so yeah. you know today's life it's more accepted I'm not saying fully but it is more accepted so oh, people yeah, are more eager to, to, to reach out now I think back compared to you know 1952 yeah it's like Dakota was telling me the other day a lot of the extraterrestrials the visitors that are around us are actually real. See, see, see the ones that's been in movies. They're similar. Yeah, They're similar. yeah some of them are, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I do think that, like, they make out that it's science fiction and it's it's not real and that. But I do believe some of these films are based on real encounters, yeah. and real things that people have experienced. I do. Yeah, I mean, what was that one, Dakota? You told us about the, the Independence Day, the, the live we did about the Independence Day. Those aliens actually yeah. exist. The, and people will be like, I don't know. Was that the one that was in that book? Yeah. It was in one of There are two different species that kind of got blended together for Independence Day, but yeah. Yeah. 
and they, those ones are said to be some of the most ferocious. Well, the interesting thing about those is that believed in the 1980s, they've actually abducted several people and planted, basically made them sleeper agents. For what purpose? Nobody knows. Everybody's too afraid to try to confront them yeah. because of the weapons they have. Yeah. You know? It's... It's uh, it's uh, it's it's what's the other aliens that's there? Was it no predator? Is predator not meant to be a real alien? Tay, it's got a, there's one that looks like predator, but it's no as is dangerous. Um, I, we'll need to get Elena back on to talk about this because Elena is an amazing person. I mean, there's it's not just that the grey. I'm fascinated by the greys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am as well from that experience and stuff. Like, yeah, as as we all say, there's good and bad in everything. Not all of the great yeah. aliens are bad yeah, and dangerous. Right. There are good ones as well. You know what I mean? And this is where where you need to learn the line and obviously do it safely yeah. as well. And um, as we all keep saying, you know, like we understand you've all got your beliefs and you all yeah. follow things a different way. But when we say that they are out there, they are really out there. They of definitely they are, are out there. there. Of course they're out there. And it's, you'll notice now that TV news networks takes this seriously. Before they, they are used now. to take the app. <laughs> got no choice. The, yeah? They've got no choice to because you, yeah. you think like you've got all these people coming out with the stories that they've had experiences. You've even got the sightings themselves happening on a regular basis. There is no way of hiding that anymore. You know what I mean? It's becoming more frequent. So what, what, sort of course have they really got they have to in you know they have to bring it out they can't hide it anymore so i think in the next six months for now i think i think something big is going to get released because you, they can't keep it they can't keep it locked up much longer everybody's no. got a cell phone now everybody's got a camera but then that's the problem too you see there's so much fake stuff in the internet with UFOs but then there's so much real stuff with UFOs and then the, the real stuff looks really good the people will be like oh that's that's CGI I mean it's so that, 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 it's a vicious circle isn't it really yeah you get really good evidence they'll, they'll contradict you they'll say it's not real blah 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 but that, that it doesn't help that there's people it's, that do fake it out there but I do believe that more people should be looking towards the sky yeah. and and doing the real thing. Get your camera out, your video recorder, and just oh, yeah. set it there. See what you get. I think it's going to take. I mean, a mass amount of UFOs to appear. I mean, above every say before people go, oh, it's real. Look, it's aliens. Yeah, and like like to that extent, we don't know. We don't know if that is going to happen to that extent. You know, we know that there will be a revealing at some point. How that's going to be and who yeah. and why we don't know but we know that they are going to come in some some way you know what i mean i but, think yeah i think the government's going to pull the fake alien invasion first yeah yeah, yeah. They're, go they're going to do it let's face it they've got their own shops they've got their secret There's space program there'll be something that happens yeah. down here that's not real that's gonna gonna make them come out yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, I, it's I the, do it's the last that. card. I'm not saying that means we're going to have a sky full of UFOs and we're all going to like the films that you see. I don't, I don't believe it's going to be like that. But they are most definitely going to show themselves, and they're most definitely going to make themselves be known and stuff. But you've got to watch and take notice to realise it, because if you don't, you're going to miss it. You know, so. Yes, I mean, you just need to sit in the back garden or go up a walk at night and you look at the star system. People, there's, I've, I mean, I've met people, I met someone the other day there, oh, there's no such thing as aliens. There's no life in any other planet. There's trillions and trillions of planets out there, right? And for someone to say that we are the only intelligent life form that has ever existed... How can they, how can we be the only life form with such a massive massive universe and such a yeah. massive place? How can we be the only um, life form? The yeah. fact is, we're not. If you to take every sand particle on Earth and count it, there's more galaxies in the universe than any sand particle on Earth. And drop your heads around that. And then people mm. don't know what's after. People don't know what's after the universe. There could be another universe. For that's the thing. We sat in the chat. There. Hey, hey, knowledge within. Hello, uh, knowledge. Hello, Alicia, and everyone as well. It's really good to see you all. Uh, who's that? Smith family, family part of the room. there as well. Hello, darlings. Hope you're Hope all right. Yeah, it's it's the world is changing. And I wouldn't say for the better. It's no changing for the better. I don't think it is. I think we're in a very violent time in the in the human race. Change is think... coming. Like when people say the world's ending, it's not ending in the way that you think. Like it's going to blow up and it's going to do this and do that. It's not. The world is changing and ending in a way that we're in a life now that is no longer going to be this way. It's going to change due to yeah. situations, problems, and yeah. things going on in this climate, isn't it? So. We're, it's not the world ending in the way that none of us are going to exist anymore. Yes, some people may be affected, things may happen, but our way of life, the way that we live now, is going to change. It is. And it, it already is doing that. So, so what's, what's the link you just posted there, Dakota? I just clicked on it really quickly. To have Twitter, a quick com, status. Russian Cartman, I just released footage of UFOs over the Southern Lights. Really? I need to watch this. The time lapse. About between, between 9 seconds and 12 seconds in. I was trying to get a decent shot so that way we can pull it up on here. Let me see what I can do. But, you know, guys, like... um. If you're really into the ufology and you're really into all this and you really want to bring a way of showing that they're, they're real and that, start sitting out in your garden, start going out to your little quiet places, take cameras and stuff with you, video, you know, um, see what you can catch. You never know what you're going to catch on there. So it's always worth wow. a try. And if you get anything, bring it over to us, guys. That's... That's an interesting video, guys. Click on that link and have a look at that, guys. Let me have a look. I'm yeah. going to mute because in case the sound... Yeah. That's... 
Is it? What's that right at the very bottom? Is it? It looks like a. It looks like a big ship. That's the Earth. So that's the. That's obviously the, the light. The time last video from a satellite. Yeah, real view time would have been about fifty-two seconds when those objects showed up. This literally just came to my attention as we were on the air. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, oh something's coming out the top of it. It shows up. For a few seconds. Wow. Whoa. That's, those are the southern lights. Yeah. That's stunning. Look at that. That is. Oh, yeah. You can see these objects, though. They're moving in the sky yeah, and, and they're flashing and they're, co- they're going down behind the, beyond yeah. the earth. There's loads that's... of them. They're like falling, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, this was apparently post August twenty twenty. Look, so. look at them lights going over the over it. Mm. That's absolutely spectacular, oh, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Guys, um in the podcast site, please check any links below. Will the links be there, Dakota, or will they be on the bottom yeah, bonkers the website? Says, that's how I clicked on it. Um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll paste it and stick it on the Boulder Bonk a bit as well. Knowledge within. Uh, knowledge within there is Lewis. Lewis, check that link out. I think you'll like that. Um, doing. We're fine, thank you. Check that link it. out, knowledge. Check you'll it find out, that really interesting. Guys, click the link, okay? Because yeah. it's, it, you see you see the top of the earth and you can see the green light that goes over the top and then you can see yeah, all the, of these objects coming down and yeah, you see of, this huge yeah. object go over over it that is phenomenal that is it's, I think something's going to happen real soon do you know what oh. I think yeah I think I think something something's definitely coming something's yeah. definitely coming how that's going to be we will find out I'm sure but there is, yeah definitely something coming oh, yeah. that's that's actually expected. I wonder if we can get the Russian cosmonaut to come on Maybe no, 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 no the news, especially with the troubles we've got. But oh man, that's. But you see, have you ever noticed with the Russians? The Russians have always, in the past, come out and said that the aliens are real. Oh yeah, they've never denied it. They wouldn't want to be all over that. Yeah. The, whoever the, breaks the news, there's life out that of Earth. Whoever breaks the news about there being life after death. Those are the biggest discoveries that would completely change the course of human history. Yeah. yeah. Be able to claim the credit for finding that? Ooh. That's... You'd be one hell of a rich person, put it that way. Oh, yeah. I found that interesting last night. You were telling me, Dakota, about the Chinese claiming the moon. That was Lisa that brought it to our attention. They're, was, they're was trying that Lisa? to but the thing is the moon doesn't belong to anybody it doesn't oh. belong to anybody down here the moon right. is part of the universe it don't belong to no one so look at that from that uh, video i just posted that shows about the well look at that that is amazing 
That's and they're not they're not star they're not all stars guys. Believe me, like a lot of people say, oh, it's a star, it's this, it's that. No, you can see that there are some. I mean, you're, you're going to also you're going to also have you're going to also and you're going to have them that listen to this and watch this. The flat earthers are going to be sitting there saying, "That's the dome. That's them. They're up there. The new changing the light bulbs that makes the sun come up." I do agree with that, Swiss family, the way that this world's been at the minute. There won't be a clear space to go and look up for things like this, but that's why you make the most of it now, while you can. I will say this. The the governments of the world, and they've been doing that, they've been very, very busy lately spraying, you know what, up up and above. Because if I say it, if I say what it's called, you know, they've been spraying out there. But have you noticed that, Dakota, that the blue skies aren't as blue anymore? They're more like easy white have you noticed jerry yeah the skies have definitely changed color even no. like when like the sun comes up in the in the morning and the moon goes down like the sun goes down in the evening and the moon comes up you'll there's no. some very unusual coloring definitely oh, yeah. that's all the particles so the aluminum and hello truth unknown and yeah. everybody it's, it's that's what they're spraying in the atmosphere so Next Friday's going to be an interesting show for you, isn't it, Sherry? Oh, it is. Next Friday, I am going to be having an interview with our amazing Mike from The Naked Bigfoot, which I am really, yeah. really excited about. I've been pestering him for ages, and lovely Chris there was able to, to get him to come over onto my show. So don't yeah. miss the show on Friday at 9.30pm UK time, guys. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And Mike was also on. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, Dave Schrader's Darkness Radio, 60 Minutes. Yep. Uh, Mike was on there uh, two weeks ago, and uh, oh, what a live it was! What a, what an interview! And honestly, guys, you need to go and check it out. Uh, that was an amazing interview. Mike's a very yeah. an amazing man, guys. So don't miss it. He's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So Dakota, do you have any news you want to share with us all, or strange things that you want to tell us? No, not yet. Not, not yet. My God, there's no news tonight, ladies and gentlemen. There's no, no news. Probably has got something. It's just not revealing it. I see that, Sam. I wait for the the prime moment. Here's the thing: if I go to reveal it, these are people that are in notorious for people killing people that reveal things. So. I, I think you could you could let a, a wee secret out just to just to keep people in the chat, you know, interested until next week. Uh, I, I don't think I should, man. A wee, a wee, a wee, a wee, a wee bit, yeah. just a, a wee... Really, it's Chris that wants to know. That's me that wants to know. Tiny snipper. Just I guess I could snipper. probably tell a little something. The surprise that we have coming.